What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Season 3, Episode 3 of Hit the Books, the podcast where we dive deep into the world of sports and sports gambling. Each episode, we break down all the NFL matchups and trends for the week, provide analysis, and offer up our best bets and betting advice. So let's jump into this week's episode of Hit the Books. On this week's episode, we've made it through Week 1 of the NFL. Week 2 of the regular season is finally here, the week of overreactions. We have a full slate of games, 16 games in all, two special games on Monday night. I'm pumped to get into this week after a glorious week one of football. We also have some news from around the other leagues, uh, the MLB, I believe a little, I don't know, I don't think it's NHL, but we'll see what we have on the slate. Also this week, longtime listener, brother of Ace Big Hoss joining us this week, and we are curious to see what he's got for the Ravens this season. So excited to have him on. Don't forget to check out our live stream every Sunday morning. Morning, ready for a, We are ready to showcase our five favorite games of the week and give our winning bets on them. Sundays, 10 a.m. on YouTube, Twitch, Rumble, Kick, and more. All right, boys, let's jump into this week's episode and introduce my co-hosts, Huff, Ace, and Mackie. Mackie, let's start off with you this week. What do you got for us? Yeah, week one of the NFL is finally over. Uh, it feels like it's gonna season's gonna fly by, but it's nice to see those Cowboys go to work. Forty nothing win over the Giants. I'm the only person that Beautiful. can say I got a win. Only person I could say I got a win this week on this podcast. Uh, those those Yinzers over there not looking too good up in the Steel City, uh, over in New England. Can't be upset about that effort, but still zero and one. So yeah, a lot to dive into after this week one. You you said it, Mackie, not me. The Steelers, but let's shoot it over to Huff next. Huff, like like I said, or like Mackie said, not a great performance out of the Steelers. But what do you got for us here, Week Two? Yeah, it was a tough Sunday on the card for me as well. I did I did avoid my Steelers on the card. I did not like them in that spot, and uh, you lose. What was it, thirty to seven, something like that? Nothing was going for them. I did find a way to win some money on them. I took the the Friar Muth first team touchdown. Took that, and uh, I'm now a massive Aaron Jones fan. Uh, so Aaron Jones and Pat Fryermuth made uh, my Steelers' loss uh, a little better. I feel that. I feel that. I was on Steelers' money line, but just was not the move on Sunday. All right, Ace, let's finish it off here before we jump into this week's episode. What do you got, buddy? Week two of the NFL. We're here. Yeah, like the boys said, so hyped to be back in football season. I mean, best time of year. It felt like a holiday, almost as good as Christmas when I saw Scott Hansen come on the TV. But great weekend all around. Excited to get diving into it. Um, card leader this week. Sad, sad week for us, but we're only up from here. But I do have breaking news. Got big Hoss on the line. He can't make it this week. Uh, Hoss, you got a thing? Yeah, I mean, the Ravens are rolling, and I can't even get any word out on this. I mean... I'm going to have to go and buy Hold a laptop on. just to be able to get the word on how Baltimore is going to steal the North. But if Huff keeps hitting those big bets, maybe he'll be able to buy one for me. Yeah, so, <laughs> so like I said, Haas not able to make this week. Hoping to get on soon. Laptop difficulties. Going to chalk it up to that one. He's going to go out and buy one for next time. But, uh, yeah, ready to get going with the sports and uh, football this week. Sorry to hear it, Big Hoss. Well, we'll have to uh, figure out a new solution to get him in. I'll, I'll work on something. But No, he's, he's going out and buying one now. He, all he has is the work computers. He went to go on it, and it was blocked. So he's like, I'm just going to buy one. Already asked me what I got. So if you got a good Rex, send him his way. Heck yeah, I absolutely will. All righty. Well, no Big Hoss this week. Little change in the schedule, but that's all right. We got <laughs> lots of football to dissect, a, the whole week two to go over, and I'm excited to jump in. Uh, some notable dates to keep in mind. We will be in Dallas in 16 days doing our live stream all together there, as well as um, filming some content for the 
Cowboys-Patriots game. Real excited about that one. Let's get ready in, or right into this week's episode, our starting segment for this week. Let's do top three NFL Sunday snacks or foods. Just what are your favorite snacks on a Sunday, NFL Sunday? We're right into week two. It's a good time to start talking about what we're going to be eating each week. Mackie, you want to get us started? Yeah, I'm not going to put weenies on a blanket on here like Ace probably is. But um, yeah, I could, I could dive right into this. Number number three, we'll go with the wings. You got to have the wings. Honestly, you can go with the boneless in this situation as well. You kind of want to go bone in, but you'll go with the boneless. Boneless? Um, I'm, I'm saying both. Relax over there, Ace. Um, number two, just like the chili nachos, you know, like the, everything get messy and everything. Have it out in the ottoman while you're watching football. Uh, just display it out there. Got to go with that for number two. Um, number one, uh, I don't know. Give me a second to think. So is it really number one if you can't think of it? I, I wasn't going in <laughs> order. I was just going uh, like one, two, and three. All right, Which, all right. Let's go with the beer. Just having a nice ice cold beer for the, the, for the games. <laughs> yeah, definitely a cop out. But, you know, it's a good number one, if, if, to say the least. Uh, nice ice cold beer where you drink where you're watching the games uh, can't go wrong. Mackie, I mean you're not wrong. I was I was at my brother's house watching the games on Sunday. We had two TVs rolling, and what did we have? Pizza and Miller Lite. So like I mean beer counts in my book, uh, and it's a good one to put at one. But I I can probably jump into mine here. Mine's off the rip. Didn't even know we were doing this one as a topic today, but that's all right. Mackie, I like the call with the slop nachos at number three. Those are really good. You can cook them up. You can find whatever you got in your house, especially when you're midday chilling between the the one o'clock and four o'clock games like your team just lost if you're me this week you're like what do i got oh i got chips some cheese what else can we throw on you can keep adding uh that's my number three at number two um i'll just go with i'm gonna go with the wings bone in though for sure definitely gonna go with the bone in there that's a good that's a good thing to pick up uh any kind really just as long as you get some blue cheese on the side and then at number one i'm gonna go with pizza that's got to be number one are you kidding me like if you ever go at, watch P- like football anywhere it's like pizza who's bringing the pizza what do you want on your pizza at least two of them there so those are my can't, three can't believe we didn't hear the wrapped glizzies on, a, on aces uh top three no no we already maxed that out at two times this year third time not gonna be the charm yeah my, mine's pretty similar to aces number three i'll although number three i'm gonna throw you a wild card buffalo chicken dip that's my number three Number two, I'm going pizza. Number one, Mackie, I feel like every football Sunday that I would spend at uh, Morgantown with you, we got wings. Number Cajun one is wings. dry rub. Yeah, you, and every Papa, time you came up Papa with Allen's. Pizza, yeah, you dry rubs do, are goaded, dude. Yeah, you got to do the dry rub, the Cajun uh, NFL Sunday. Nothing goes better. Pizza, pizza, wings, and beer. It's kind of like a, it's all together, but I got to go wings at the one spot. If I'd wake up at 12.55, I'd walk upstairs, and then we'd walk to Pop Bounds. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect Sunday morning. Here's mine. I got buffalo chicken dip at three as well, Huff. I think it's just a classic, right? Number two, I got the chicken wings. I'm ready for my second annual wing fest on some Sunday here to watch some football, whip out the big-ass turkey fryer, and just go to town on some wings. And finally, at number one, I got steak. Can't go wrong with a good piece of beef, whether you slice it up and put it on a sandwich or just eat it like a piece of beef. I mean, ugh, you can't <laughs> beat like it. like a piece of beef. Like Hyde Park before a Steeler game. Ugh. Well, that's different. Yeah. Well, that's different, fu- but yeah. I fucked up on the no buffalo chicken dip. It's definitely, it should have been on there, but you it's know, a staple. You can't, can't, can't remake can't. the list, so you know, yeah, I got to roll right. with what I got. It, it's Yours came from the heart. Yeah, guess so. <laughs> Good stuff, boys. 
let's jump right into some of these NFL headlines we have before we jump into week two. First one here, announced on Tuesday, Aaron Rodgers is out with a season-ending injury due to a completely torn left Achilles tendon that he did on Sunday against the Bills. Just a tough scene for the whole NFL. You know, love him or hate him, you hate to see him go out with something uh, such a big injury at such a high age for him at 38 years old. What are you guys thinking? Before Ace, before Ace rips this apart, no pun intended, on the torn Achilles, but um, I, I'm pretty bummed out by this too. I, I was just as hurt as most Jets fans. I'm not going to lie. I didn't take the Jets in that game. I did have a bunch of props. I did hit on them, but like I was, I watched Hard Knocks. I was just as excited to see him in a Jets uniform as every single Jets fan. And just as a football fan aside, seeing him in the Packers uniform for the past 20 years, kind of like when Brady went to Tampa Bay, it was something exciting, something new to look for. It's like, Okay, we've I've only seen Brady in a Patriots uniform my whole life, so seeing him go to Tampa Bay was exciting. Going obviously to win the Super Bowl, I'm not saying that's what Rodgers was going to do in New York, but I mean, when you only get four plays, I cannot imagine being a diehard Jets fan right now. I'd be sick, sick. But whoever wants to step in here, I just wanted to say that I was pretty bummed out. Yeah, you just absolutely hate to see something like this. It's probably the most anticipated. Uh start that we were uh, looking forward to. Everyone wanted to see Aaron Rodgers in a Jets uniform, got to see him for 75 seconds, and then a 39-year-old decided to tear his Achilles, but just not something we wanted to see. I was actually watching the game with a Jets fan, and he was basically crying, saying the Jets are cursed, Jets are cursed. But they go on to win the football game, so uh, props to that defense, having a good game, having a good ending. Josh Allen likes to turn the ball over a lot, so um, the future's not looking too good for the rest of the season for the Jets, but See what Zach Wilson can do, right? It's a good team. Aside from the quarterback, now that's all they needed. <laughs> you know what they've ever needed, though. You know what's crazy is like I, I, I like this Jets team without Aaron Rodgers more than I liked it with Aaron Rodgers. No, you, um, you like it more as a fan without yeah, Aaron. Rodgers. Yeah, I do. I really do, and like I don't mind them. Like Aaron Rodgers, stuck up asshole, leaving the Packers high and dry. That's crazy to me. I was a fan of him until he walked out. I, I don't like when people do that. Brady wasn't happy that I did it, but the Patriots kind of cut ties with him on the other end, if you know what I'm saying. So, um, yeah, going into that, like, crazy that they lost Aaron Rodgers. We'll get into that game. I mean, crazy that they won that game. But I think they're still a team to, to not be messed with. Where were they last year? They were right around that playoff bubble um, with the Patriots and the Steelers. It puts them literally right in that realm with with the Patriots and Steelers. And that's not a bad spot to be. You're, you're in the playoff hunt. Um, Aaron Rodgers, terrible news there. Uh but yeah, I think I think they have enough pieces in the coaching to still be a very good team. You don't want to play against the New York Jets. It's not a good place to be either. <laughs> no, but it's I didn't think they were much higher than it to begin with. Honestly, I would have liked to have seen how Aaron Rodgers did because I don't know. Like we had different views on what he would turn out to be. I thought he was regressing pretty quickly, and of course he's going to even faster now. But um, if he even comes back, dude, I truly don't he's, think he can play again. He said he. Well, was. you don't think he's going to rehab for that. But I could see Aaron Rodgers as the competitor he is. He he's, he's he doesn't want to go out like that. I don't think. The problem it's, is it's at least a nine month injury when you're 39 years yeah, old. Yeah, you're it might 40 be coming back from that. It's so the, he, he might he might even miss training camp next year. So I think he's gonna want to come back. Does he come back 100? percent Does he come back fully, Aaron Rodgers? I don't think so. But I think I don't think he's retiring. I think he'll play another season. You know what's tough is like in today's NFL, you don't even have to be that good. Like he would never be bottom of the league. He'd be mid tier. But like his drop off from what. He once was. I wanted to see it happen in New York, not see him injure on the first play. The game is better with athletes like that. But, um, 
yeah, I I had the Jets projected to finish last in my division, and I still think they they could. But that defense is is no joke. Yeah, I'll say I didn't have them making the playoffs before the season started, and they could. I was definitely wrong. They could still make the playoffs now without Aaron Rodgers. They definitely would have made it with him. Uh, they're going to be a bubble team now, definitely. That defense, that defense is, is so good. Is good, even though Sauce got picked apart. Best player on the, on the defense got picked apart, and the defense still had one of the best games of the. Uh, of the week. Jordan Whitehead made his incentive on interceptions in the one game. Granted, granted, two of them were, were just airmails by Josh Allen being a dickhead, but yeah, he did have three interceptions in the same game, which is pretty cool. Josh Allen, dude, crushed me on the card. They were the minus two. Would have had a big week if that swung the other way. Two-point swing. Um, yeah, he he played terrible. Ball was so loose. Leads the league in interceptions the last three years. Um, two years, whatever it is, but 56 interceptions I've seen leads in whatever time span it is and uh, get on deck though everyone wants to get on deck so much talent for josh allen too you you don't it's hard to understand the decisions he made dude he's either the best like top two quarterback in the league or he's one of the worst i mean it's crazy how much how this guy fluctuates with uh how well he plays he's definitely like probably the most skilled quarterback in the league with his size and everything the way he's able to move the ball take hits but he's just so stupid sometimes yeah that fumble doesn't that fumble doesn't even look like it didn't even look like a designed run. It looked like he panicked because he fumbled initially, just tried to run it up the middle, ran into his own lineman, and gave the ball back with four and a half minutes left in a tie game on the other on their own forty, I think it was. So yeah, and you're not wrong. But going back to this this Aaron Rodgers injury, we got to talk about that guy Zach Wilson who stepped in for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he didn't do much, but he did just enough at the at the end there, running the ball in. I mean. He, he clutched it up there at the end, and they're going to stick by him. We were talking about that today. I know, and I think the the one thing that was kind of a bummer too is I was excited to see, like, not necessarily this year because I wanted to see Rodgers play there, but, like, I think that was going to be the exact thing Zach Wilson needed was sit behind a guy like Aaron Rodgers for a year, maybe a year and a half, and see what happens. If Rodgers got hurt maybe next year, he would have been, like, no question I'd be like, put him in there not saying he's not ready because he's been the guy there for the past year and a half he's been a number two overall pick he's dealt with this media before but I mean he has a better team he's stepping into a better roster than he's ever played with in the New York Jets but I don't know I I I think Zach Wilson was in a really good spot to sit behind Aaron Rodgers here for a year maybe like I said maybe two years before Rodgers retires as a Jet um I don't know but now we're gonna have to see Zach Wilson out there and see what he can do if you think about it, I mean, he still he still has that mentor. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is still going to be there teaching him through the entire season. Yeah. Now, if anything, Aaron, now I, here's my thing. I don't mean to cut you off, of but a, like, I don't think I think Nathaniel Hackett's done being the offensive coordinator. I think Rodgers is going to be the coordinator. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be like preseason all over again. If you watch any of the Jets games in preseason or Hard Knocks, Rodgers was standing there with a headset on the sidelines. He's going to be standing there with a fucking one of those scooters or crutches and a headset i guarantee it not maybe not for a couple weeks after he gets the surgery and stuff but i could definitely see him basically be their new offensive coordinator they're paying him so why not use him right i mean they technically paying him more than hackett he's gonna be a better option than hackett i can tell you that especially like hackett's only there to coach rogers now he's not coaching roger well he's only there because of rogers but yeah exactly even better exactly so now he's not coached. Now the guy they brought him there is not even coaching or playing. Mariners win. Cash it. 
Good stuff, boys. Another point here in the NFL. The Carolina Panthers head coach, Frank Reich, said that... Reich. Reich. Oh, I knew I... uh, Reich said that... uh, J.C. Horn's Horn's hamstring injury is serious enough that he's expected to miss extended time. Horn could need surgery in May land on the injury reserved list for the Panthers. Tough scene there. Um, Him getting... He got injured in training camp, or was it this past week? I'm not exactly sure. I just saw this clear my phone today, threw this in here. I just don't think there's... uh, For all the hope I kind of had for this Carolina Panthers team, I'm not saying there was a ton. Um, kind of surrounded by him. Yeah, I think him and uh, Burns on the defense are the big two guys. And when you lose your guy over the top, it's going to be tough for Carolina because I wasn't too sold on Bryce Young's performance. I don't know about you guys. No, yeah, he's exactly what I thought. Like. Putrid. I think I might have said this. I don't remember if it was on the podcast Sunday morning or if it was uh, when I was watching football. That's the worst offense in football by far. Carolina. Atlanta looked good though, Bijan. Bijan's the real deal. Yeah, but it was still too close of a game for for playing against that Panthers team, in my opinion. Divisional matchup. Yeah, but still, like, you got to wipe the Panthers if you're any good, no? Didn't they beat him by, like, 10, 14? Yeah. And just, it, did you watch the game at all? Yeah, it was definitely a close game until the end, but I think it, it ended up... Uh... But it wasn't clean, though. Like, Drake London had zero catches. Like, none of their receivers. I mean, LJR kind of ate on the ground with, with Bijan... Um, Pitts didn't even do too much. He didn't do bad, but yeah, it's Desmond Ritter. I don't know. Alrighty, boys, let's go through some of these games. Uh, our team's games from this week one, the 49ers and the Steelers, not a great matchup for the Steelers here. Losing 30 to seven. Huff, any words on that more than what you said in your intro? Nah, I, I mean, there's not much else to say coming out of it. We have a big game Monday night coming up against a divisional rival and, uh, and the Cleveland Browns, it looked really good in a home game against Cincinnati. Um, I, I think Pickett needs to have a huge performance to to kind of put that one behind him. That's a tough 49ers defense. I did kind of, I don't want to say I expected that, but I expected it to be hard for them. And uh, that's obviously why I didn't take them or bet on them on the money line because uh, I wasn't sold on them to win that game. But uh, when you lose a guy like Hayward, a defensive leader on the on the defensive line, I know you still have Watt, but uh, that we lost Hayward now for a couple of weeks. He's going on the IR, so uh, Deontay Johnson's now doubtful. The George Pickens is now immediately going to have to slide into a number one receiver role. So we're going to have to see what this uh, what this young Steelers team can do because I'm still not sold on Matt Cannon as an offensive coordinator, and the Steelers just I don't know what he does, but they will not get rid of him. He's locked here's, in there. Here's a good stat for you guys, at least. Um, in the last two seasons, NFL teams that lose by 10-plus points in Week 1 are 9-3-1 and one against the spread in the following week. I saw that, Mackie. That's a fantastic so, stat. Looking good for you guys at home in a divisional matchup. Not something I would really want to fade, but um, yeah, it's looking good for those Steelers at least. Yeah, I mean, I, like I was high on those uh, 49ers coming into this week. That's a tough matchup for the Steelers. And on the live stream Sunday morning, you guys, even Matthew, sided with the Steelers there. My brother took them, too. I was like, I, this is the play of the week. I locked this in when the lines came out originally. I think I might have even said that in the chat. Like, Niners minus two is one of my favorite lines. No disrespect to the Steelers, who I think are a good team. But that's just way too good of a team. That's the class of the NFC right there. Mackie, I know your Cowboys are on the up and up, but they're number one in our power rankings for a reason. I think that they're my Super Bowl pick this year. That off that team's loaded in every single position. Brock Purdy's going to make a career out of being Mr. Irrelevant. Um, 
not much the Steelers can do in that one, in my opinion. They're just overmatched in every position. If you think about it, solid coach, right, who's due due for a ring, great coaching tree coming off, and we love all the other guys that that come out of the Shanahan tree. But they have one of the best offensive lines in football, the best defense, um, skill positions, you name it, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. So good depth behind them as well. Christian McCaffrey, the best running back in the league. George Kittle, top three tight end. I mean, it's it's nuts, the offense they have, and that's what you can do when you pay your quarterback, what, like less than a million dollars? Nothing, basically yeah, nothing. He, he's Mr. Irrelevant. He doesn't make shit. And he's balling. But I think the Steelers can bounce back. I, another tough matchup, though, because it's a divisional on Monday night. Like, tough game to come back from from playing the 49ers. Um, I, think I like the prime time, though. I like the, about, the opportunity. That's a big Steelers rounds, thing. Though. Second game of the night, too. Second game of the night in Pittsburgh. You got to hope that can bring some ju- good juju. Um, but, like, yeah, I, I like the Steelers team to be pesky all year long and fight for a wild card spot. But schedule tough in the first week to it. The best team in the league in the 49ers. Just need that quarterback to step up. You think that's what it is? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Defense. Our is linebackers look so bad too. I mean, our defense. The TJ Watt was obviously does what TJ Watt does. I think he had a forced fumble and three sacks. But that, like. That's a really good offense, so you're going to give up points to them. 30 might be a little much, but, dude, Kenny Pickett was just not. What about the field hit. position they get? But, like, Brandon Ayuk, those – I don't even think he's a top 10 receiver in the league, and he looked like one against their secondary. Well, He's, he's, he's the most the underrated first. number two Definitely. because Definitely. He's, he's the most underrated number two receiver in the NFL, and I think it's just because everyone's one. so high on I wouldn't, Debo. I was going to say everyone's so high on Debo. I think Ayuk's a better receiver than Debo. Debo's even, a gadget. Yeah, I wouldn't even call him a two. I'd probably call him a one. Debo's just an all-around good player. He's like more like a Cordell Patterson. Brandon Ayuk, is that probably that number one option? I think he's Brock Purdy's number one, at least. That connection's been on fire ever since Purdy came into the league. And watching that beatdown of the Steelers in week one, it just made you think, if only Purdy could have stuck around that whole NFC championship. Because we know those Eagles like to fumble the bag late. Like I, said, like I said, tough matchup there for the Steelers at, on one, at 1 o'clock last Sunday, but those Patriots just barely falling to the Eagles, 25-20 to 20 there, that 4-30 matchup. Ace, what do you think about that? Patriots not able to conquer the Eagles there. Yeah, and just as much heat as the Steelers just got from me. I mean, they're in the same exact spot as the Patriots. It doesn't matter by how much. you got to get the Ws. That's all that matters week in and week out in this league. But the Patriots, I mean, crazy game if you watched it. It started off horrendous. Everybody in New England held their breath. They they were shocked on Brady night, getting smoked after a tough pick six on Mac Jones. Bad ball, but tipped into the hands. Then Ezekiel Elliott fumbling on the very next play. We actually had a pretty good game. Just uncharacteristic plays on Belichick teams um, but they came storming back with that that top end defense really shutting down an elite offense an elite quarterback MVP candidate with uh, superstars all over the field O-line great that defense even really good Mac Jones third or fourth in the league in passing yards after this week I know it's kind of some garbage time and gifted great field position but I mean that's a tough defense and he he played the part Hunter Henry and Kendrick Bourne stepping up tough game uh, would have liked the W but uh, hopefully it bodes well for the rest of the season, hanging in with a juggernaut. Mackie, yeah, what do you feed, got? feed Zeke, am I right? No, uh, I'm kidding. But um, that, I mean, yeah, but before I even turned around, it was 16 nothing Eagles already because the turnovers. But 
dude, Patriots put up a good fight. Tony Romo even said they're not going to be uh, a, a layover this year. They're going to be they're going to be in every game, playing hard every game. You just got to find wins. And like I said, that Eagles team is good. And you guys, that defense just just made Jalen Hurts' day a nightmare. And like I said earlier in the season, nobody really believed me, but I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a little more of a down year. Not a bad year, just nowhere to where he was last Regress year. Regress a little bit. Because that's yeah. what happens. Play, quarterbacks like him, defenses know how to manage and, and uh, adjust to players like that. And the Patriots did it perfectly. Matt Judon stalking him the entire the entire game. He couldn't really do anything. He, he, he had one really good uh, extended play third down that I saw, but other than that, he really didn't do what he was doing last year, so... Um, but that Patriots defense is definitely one of the best defenses in the league, and they're going to keep them in a lot of games this year. If that game wasn't sixteen nothing before I could even turn around, uh, I think I think you steal that one. I was Ace. I don't want to cut you off here real quick, but I was watching that game. The one thing I did notice about how you said Jalen Hurts is going to be different than last year. Fourth and two, or fourth and I think it was fourth and like a long one. Last year, we all know they're sneaking that. They're pushing Jalen Hurts' ass up over the up over Kelsey's back, and he's getting three yards out of it. They I don't think they snuck him once. It was fourth and one, fourth and a long one. They were in the shotgun, so they paid them. Now they're 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 they don't want to use them the way they did last year. So we're gonna have to see how effective that is with him in the pocket. Yeah, and like I I honestly thought this was a bad off like coached a poorly coached game on both sides of the, of the ball. I mean both teams making questionable decisions. Like you were saying, they weren't running with Hurts, but all game they were consistently getting three yards on the plunge with Kenneth Game. Well, they should have stuck to that to run the clock out. They run with Jalen Hurts and gun empty when they're icing the game. Forced fumble, great play by Jabril. But then the very next drive, fourth and two, a Patriots offense that's been stalling out a lot. Why are you not punting that ball, going for it on fourth and two for the kill shot, coming up empty again? Um, A.J. Brown, the only one on that side of the ball playing well. I just thought Sirianni didn't make the best decisions. But then Belichick and the offensive play calling on the other side. I mean, we had chances to run the ball, take yardage, take threes, and we couldn't get them. Penalties hurting us large on that uh, two-point conversion, Huff. Your your plus four and a half would have covered. That was crazy. A terrible holding penalty on a Mac Jones walk-in would have been 22-25 and a field goal game. But uh, you could tell it wasn't boating well early, even before those turnovers. First third down of the game, we had them third and long, and there was a uh, a fumbled snap or something like that. And uh, there was a penalty for lining up offsides on the Patriots. So it got off to a that- rough start. That two-point conversion, Ace, I was just like, are you are you fucking kidding me? This is how my season's going to start, a two-point conversion that gets called back. Yep, after you see Mac Jones running in, you're like, let's fucking go. I'm like, I need, I'm like, n- like again, no offense, we don't, like, we don't, but we're, we both don't root for the best teams here. I'm like, I need Mac Jones to go down and do something against the defending NFC championship, or Eagles. I just need fucking points. And the whole second half, he did it. At the end of the first half, he did it. I'm like... The e- I was like, dude, the Patriots are going to cover this game. I swore that they were going to cover that game. I did not think they were going to win. I swore they were going to lose by three. And when it came down to that two-point conversion, I was like, there it is. And it's so crazy. They had so many chances at the end. How many times did you get to see Mac Jones come up? And that's why Keyshawn That's why who's Keyshawn the receiver, Butte, Who's the receiver that thought he was still in college football? Keyshawn Butte. That's why he went undrafted. Great talent. Yeah, you can see it all over the field. Yeah, he didn't play for two years. Remember, he's a five-star coming out, and uh, he's logging big snaps with Devontae Parker out in a good camp, and um, he's making gotta the get, play. He's just not getting two down. Got to get the feet down, both of them. It happened twice. Terrible. I just remembered the big one at the end. Oh, my God. But also, like, dude, go to Hunter Henry, Gasecki. Oh, like, why you're, aren't you're, they you're using preaching them? to the choir. You're preaching. What about at the end of the game? They had second and five, getting knocked out of field goal range, and uh, 
easy first downs. I would just keep moving the chains. You're getting five yards of pop. Let it rock. Like, let it ride. That's like I was screaming at my TV for Pickett to just throw it to Fryermuth, but then I'm like, okay, there's a good reason that they're not. They had Fred Warner literally just shattering everything Fryermuth did. I'm like, okay, he's useless now. So, like, take him off the fucking option list. But, like, I'm watching the Patriots game. Hunter Henry was wide open up the middle almost every play. That one Mac Jones snag. just doesn't want to look at him. That yeah. was ridiculous. On fourth and long. What a good, also a terrible throw by Mac Jones. Oh my God! But we'll take it, Hunter Henry. But no, <laughs> I think that's a that's a that's a weakness of the Eagles team that I was hoping they would exploit more, and they started doing it in the second half. But if you're looking where they have a weakness, it's their linebacking position. They lost uh, what's his name, T.J. Edwards, in free agency, and uh, they haven't been able to replace him. And if you have any tight ends, you can take it to the middle of the field against the uh, Eagles. It's only right I had to get my I had to get my boy Hunter Henry in that crazy bet that I hit. He was I was looking for the next touchdown on the Patriots came. I'm like old reliable, bang. <laughs> yeah, shout out Hoff for that hit. That was crazy. What was it? Five to win two. Yeah, it was crazy. Plus like thirty, but it was basically like plus forty thousand odds. That's nuts. Wait a minute. Alrighty, Mackie, and over to you. The Cowboys just taking care of the New York Giants. We talked about it in the live stream, that primetime game on Sunday night. 40 to nothing for them Cowboys. What do you got? Money team. Um, Ace, Ace hit it on the card. I did not, so I can't really, uh, can't really gas Jesse them up too, too much. I did too. Oh, Jesse, you put – oh, yeah, you did. You're right. Matt, but, um, me and you both stayed away because we didn't have a good I was I was 1-5 on the week. I didn't want to – tail my dogs and then fucking get beat again but yeah just um yeah. absolute shit show by the giants but that that cowboys defense is legit and I, and after week one they're the best defense in the league i don't care about the niners i don't care about the jets that defense is stellar and if more the more the pass rush than anything and they had five i think five turnovers in that game um it's just absolutely incredible. the The problem is I didn't really get to see Dak. I didn't really get to see the offense very much. Any first down he needed, he pretty much got. But uh, the the offense wasn't moving too quick because it was 16, 14 nothing before I I could even uh, manage what was going on with the turnovers on defense. So um, that defense is definitely something to be reckoned with. It's going to carry us all season. But that offense still has a lot of question marks. Didn't really get to see him a lot. Dak looked good though. I was salty because uh, the defense got the first touchdown, and then when they were driving down the field, he looks right to fucking Ferguson on the goal line, just like he always does with his tight ends. I had him first touchdown, plus 2,000. He hits him with the one hand. I'm like, who do you think that is? Fucking Odell Beckham Jr.? He's not catching that. Throw it to his chest, Dak. What's crazy is, dude, that first drive of the game, Giants just went down and did what they wanted to do. We blocked. Yeah, that, we blocked, that block changed everything. We blocked the kick, and it was like an absolute a, a switch that flipped in their heads or something. But uh, they they just were a step ahead the entire game. Micah Parsons, absolute dog. I think we had seven sacks, which is ridiculous. Uh, like five turnovers. Dorrance Armstrong had two. Parsons had up, two. We put up just crazy video game numbers. So this uh, this Cowboys team, I I said in the beginning of the season, I said. Uh, I never get my hopes hopes up too much with them, but they just proved a lot in week one. I'm going to overreact. Fuck it. And you know what's crazy is I was the only one who picked them to win this division. I think they can get it done. I think they looked like one of the strongest teams. Um, I still like my Niners in the NFC, but uh, I think this team is very complete at every position. Uh, granted, that's a light matchup. I've been talking shit about these Giants for almost the whole time I've been on this podcast, and their true colors showed there. They're not a good team. I don't think the New York Giants are 
anywhere near a good team, but against a juggernaut, it's easy to say that. So I'm excited to see them play the Eagles, um, but they showed us everything we're looking for. Only thing I don't like is how Michael Parsons is out on his podcast saying they're going to the Super Bowl. Like, you ever heard of a jinx, buddy? Like, that's I the don't, one thing you don't say. I don't like that he has a podcast. I don't like that he plays no, a game. I like and that. Go, I do like that. And then that. goes on the mic and talks about it. I don't like how he talks about Aaron Rodgers. I don't like how he talks about all this shit. He talks so about Daniel Jones. You're a football Jones. player. You do this at the end of your career or after your career. You don't do it two or three years into your career. So you don't I like the don't Kelsey's? Like they're cool. I like obviously like them because they're. I don't know. It's different with them, but they're, they're also towards the end of their career. They both proved. Yeah, they both proved themselves. No, nah, Michael Parsons is a dog, though. Yeah, but it's the type of thing that comes back and bites you in the ass because you're talking all over the mic, and then you know he hasn't. He hasn't lived up to the hype you. yet. He hasn't won yet. Well, he's he's lived up to the hype. Don't get me wrong, but he just people yeah. have it out for you when you're on the mic every week. That's why I, I actually I like too. Mike on the mic. He's pretty good. Um, I like. I just I like don't like the whole concept of it. You know what I mean? Like you're, yeah, you're an athlete right be now. Humble. Be an athlete. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but he go. plays for the Dallas Cowboys. If there's ever a guy to have a loud mouth and back it up with his play on the field week in and week out, I mean, why not do it in Dallas? And Michael Parsons' dog going for that depoy this year. Did you guys see Sandy Alcantara is a torn UCL too? Oh. That's probably why he didn't pitch well this year. Yeah, or they're just saying that because that's why. <laughs> yeah. He has been good as of late, though. I think he's done for the year now. Well... They're in the hunt. The, actually, yeah. they're kind of in a race. Yeah. Yuri Perez, dog. We're going to need him now. Oh, he's already been up. I know, but I'm saying like he's sliding up in the fucking rotation now. What is he? Is he 19 or 20? 20, I think, now. All right, where are we at? Oh, we're at the fucking slate. All right, yeah, let's get into the fucking week two slate. It's time. Week two. We're here. We're ready. Let's do it. Our power rankings for this week are as followed. Number five, the Kansas City Chiefs. Number four, the Miami Dolphins helping me cash that over in week one. Number three, the Philadelphia Eagles to the Dallas Cowboys. And coming in at number one, the San Francisco 49ers taking down the Steelers there in week one. That's our power rankings for this week. Any thoughts before we move into week two? No, that's a solid list. Uh, I like to see the Dolphins up there. They're a great team right now. Um, not much else to say for me. The top three is pretty not up for argument, in my opinion. And the Chiefs, they lose, but uh, they were number one going in, so they slide to number five. Not much else to say about it. Yeah, you still got to respect the Chiefs, but, you know, coming off a loss. Yeah, I like these I like these rankings a lot, but you got to keep the Chiefs in there, especially without Travis Kelsey. I hate making excuses. Tom Brady never got him, so Mahomes shouldn't either. But, um, yeah, I mean, they can't fall out of the power rankings after a week one loss. Like, come on. I'm taking the over in this Red Sox-Yankees game. It's on TV in about 10 minutes. Go sucks. All right. All righty, boys. Week two, we're here. Let's jump into it. Thursday night football, 8 p.m. Minnesota Vikings at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are the favorite here. Six and a half points in their favor. Their money line minus 270. Vikings money line plus 220 in the total at 49 and a half. Vikings not winning last week. Eagles did win last week. Trends I got here. Vikings, 2-9 and nine against the spread in their last 11 games at Philadelphia. The over is 19-8 and eight in Minnesota's last 27, as well as 8-2 in the past 10 Vikings games as road dogs. Again, the over 8-2 past 10 Vikings games as road dogs. Eagles, 7-1 straight up, 6-2 against the spread in their last eight games played on a Thursday. Mackey, 
get us started here. Thursday night football, week two. Yeah, kind of a nightmare situation for the Vikings coming off a really tough loss to a pretty weak Bucks team on their home turf, having to go to Philadelphia on a short week, play at the link on a Thursday night. Um, not a team that I can really put my money on, but the line is moving in their favor. It started at seven and a half. I'm seeing six and a half right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, if anything, I lean more in the under, but this is just a really bad situation for Kirk Cousins and those Vikings. They didn't look too good. That defense doesn't look good. Um, we'll see what they can do on Thursday night. Yeah. I'm locked in on this first half under. I'm, I let it slip away from me in that Giants game, uh, and the Monday night game. Um, I'm going to. For, wait, no, the Monday night was the – I'm blanking. Bills, we played Bills, Monday. Bills. Bills yeah, Jets. that was the one that soared under. That was the one that I was – I liked it, and I didn't fucking take it, so. I played it. Uh, I'm, I'm going with it here with the first half under with the with the Vikings and the Eagles. I don't really have too much of a play as far as the side. I, I do think I'm going with uh, – I might sprinkle. I like Jefferson to score the first touchdown. I do like Jefferson here, Huff. And if you remember last year, he was kind of shut down by big play slay, so he has to have a revenge tour as the best receiver in the league. Um, expect him to eat this week, just like he did last week. But for the game, seven's a big spread. And I think these Vikings got to have a bit of some grit coming back after a tough loss to the Bucks. I do like the Eagles here. I think they were kind of uh, shut down in New England, and they didn't have to do much, but they still walked out with a win. So they're 1-0 going home, feeling good about themselves in the prime time. I think that Jalen Hurts and co. get going. I like Jalen Hurts to score a touchdown this week. He didn't get in last week. You know he's going to. Um, so you might see that on my card. Also like the Jefferson receiving yards, but I do like lean the Eagles seven, but don't know if I want to play that. I think it'll be a good game though, nonetheless. Two two solid teams, playoff teams from the NFC last year. I agree with you there, Ace. Gonna be a great Thursday night football matchup. Tough to say what I'm gonna take, but we'll get there when we get there. Let's jump into Sunday here, one o'clock. The Packers and the Falcons ready to get us started in Atlanta. Packers are the favorite here. One and a half points. Their money line minus 112. Falcons money line minus 104 in the total at 40 and a half. Both these teams getting a win last week. I don't have any trends on this game, actually. Who wants to get us started? I'll get us started here. I'm big on this Packers team. I, I, I definitely underestimated them coming into this year, Ace. I know you had them over on the win total, and you said that they could be competing in this division. I definitely think that they could be competing, especially... Uh, after the way they looked in week one. I'm very big very big on Jordan Love. I'm obviously big on the running backs that they have there. They did that with all that without Christian Watson. That was with Romeo Dobbs at the number one. Uh, I think all things are going up for the Packers. Their defense looked really good against us. I mean, the Bears didn't look very good, so take that for what you will. Um, but I think th- I like the Packers to come into Atlanta and get a big win here. Yeah, yeah. Uh- I, I like Jordan Love, too. I underestimated him coming into the season. He's a pretty good game. He threw, threw for 250, three touchdowns, uh, zero interceptions. But again, he played the Bears. And me, I fell into that trap. I thought Justin Fields was going to have a little bit of a better game. He won week one last year against uh, against the Niners at home. But uh, he just absolutely terrible. That Bears team is not good. Offense is not good. Defense is not good. So Jordan Love had a pretty easy week one. You're going on the road here. You're going into Atlanta. Atlanta also not a stellar team, but coming off a nice Nice win in a divisional matchup. I, I, I lean Falcons here. I do. Uh, two young quarterbacks. Give me the home team. Uh, the more well-rounded team, in my opinion. I just I, I think it was more of a fluke win for the for the Packers. I don't think they're really going to have that good of a season. I don't really think they're going to be in the running for that NFC North. But uh, Jordan Love is... You think is the Falcons are the better, more well-rounded team? With Bijan and, yeah, definitely. 
what, what are the what are the Packers have? Dude, Packers Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Christian Watson, Ace, you're muted. Romeo Dobbs. Christian Watson is, is on his rookie or second year. Let me let me jump in here on this game real quick. Um, well-rounded teams. I'm gonna side with Huff on the Packers here. You're not but gonna say off, either team is is very well-rounded at all. Yeah, no. But first off, this this if game. If Rodgers is st- if Rodgers is still in Green Bay with a, with an Achilles on his leg, they're a playoff team in my opinion. They're not. They went nine and eight last year with Rodgers. They're I a way know. better Sa- team than that. Same they were they're a way better team. Yeah, they're a way no, better team this year. Come on, they were very injured. No, they were. Come so let me let me get my point on this game. This game could go either way. Both of these teams trying to figure out their identity this season and hoping to be in the race after surprising divisional one week one win against weak teams. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna lean towards the Packers here, just for this reason. This football, we see it now. We've talked about it last year. We haven't talked about it much this year. The game is still won in the trenches on both sides of the ball. The Packers line up very well, led by David Bakhtari. They have a good old line out there in Green Bay. They also have a great D line. And then when Rashawn Gary's healthy, one of the best players in the league. They have Jair Alexander healthy. There's a lot of other names on that defense that can turn up. And then on the other side of the ball. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon could be the best duo in the league at running back. Aaron Jones is electric. I know he's always on the trainer's table at some point in the game, but when he's on the field, he's dynamite. And when he's not, A.J. Dillon's a bruiser, and he gets the job done. Christian Watson didn't even play last game, and they looked good. And this Green Bay team, they're a quarterback factory with Jordan Love on that side of the ball. I think he's going to turn into a good player in this league. But I'm not guessing them too much. I think they'll be like kind of like the Patriots and Steelers of the NFC. I think they're going to be right in that wild card hunt. But I do really like this Atlanta team. They have good pieces. Not so much in the trenches like we normally talk about it, even though there's a few few names on each side. Grady Jarrett, I believe, and then they have a nice alignment as well. But Jesse Bates, what do you have, two interceptions? That guy's a great addition to that defense. He looked the lights out. Terrell was good. Um, and then on the offensive side of the ball, we saw Bijan and Aljair. I'm just scared that they can't expand past that run game. If they play someone like the Tampa Bay Bucks, they might lose that game just like the Vikings did because they're so one-dimensional. Um, I like the Packers this week, though. I like them to go on the road and get to 2-0 and uh, compete for that NFC North. Yeah, I don't think they'll be there at the end of the year. Like you said, it might be a fringe wildcard team, but... Uh... It's a weak division. That could be one of the weakest divisions in the NFL, the NFC North. It's the third weakest. Obviously, the Souths of both sides, everybody's going to jump out to. But when you get past those garbage cans and you look, it's the NFC North. That's the next weakest division. Going to be an interesting 1 o'clock matchup there, I think. Panthers and Falcons, just two teams you don't... So unknown. I don't love anything on this game so far, but... We'll see what we get to on Sunday. The next game on Sunday, the Bears in the Bucks in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay getting a win last week. The Bears not. So the Bucks are the favorite here. Minus two and a half points. Their money line minus 152. Bears money line plus 128. And the total at 40 and a half. Only trend I got here. The total has gone over in nine out of Chicago's last 12 games. That's sitting at 40 and a half. Ace, why don't you get us started here on this one o'clock matchup? Yeah, I mean, this Bucks team, I kind of gassed up that defense, that Super Bowl caliber defense all summer long, and I kind of got shit on for it. But they're still they're still right there, and they showed that last week. They're one of the – maybe the most stout run defense in the NFL. Um, I know the secondary is not too hot. Losing Jordan Whitehead doesn't help. But um, that, that run defense with Devin White, who's a Vita Vey, Levante David, and Shaq Barrett, there's a lot of other good guys on that defense too. And uh, 
Mike Evans and Chris Godwin still doing their thing. Mike Evans more so um, with Baker Mayfield getting all fired up. I don't think they're a playoff contender at all, but I think they could hit that win total over this year. Um, and I think they might be able to take this one this week. The Bears team so underwhelming, couldn't move the ball at all. Literally at all. It was embarrassing to watch. All those garbage time stats made Justin Fields' day look not so bad. But uh, high expectations. I don't know, though. An overachieving Tampa Bay Bucks team coming off of a win they might be riding too high, and they're really not that good. So the, the, the Bears could go in there and steal one. You won't see this on my card, but I'm going to lean Bucks for this one. But it's going to be a lot tighter than you think, reminiscent of that Bears-Niners game last year. I think that's how they would have to steal it. I'm kind of on the same page as you. I do lean on Tampa Bay here, but for me to think they start out 2-0 and just doesn't sound right for the opinion that I had coming in uh, the season for them. But... Like you said, the Bears aren't giving me any reason to take them here. Um, in my opinion, they I want to say they got the line right because, in my opinion, these are kind of two equal teams right now. You give the you give the home team the field goal. Uh, it's just if you would have told me we would have seen the Bucs in week two as a minus one fifty favorite. Um, I mean, I think we all. I don't know. I I obviously it's tough to say, but I don't know. I I lean Bucks here, but I'm definitely not gonna not gonna lock anything in here on this one. I don't think. Yeah, also a game I'll probably be staying away from. Probably the worst game of the week. There's a few really bad games this week, but this is definitely up there for one of the worst. Bears already on my no-bet list. I don't care if it's one weekend. That was atrocious. Can't believe I actually threw money on that. But uh, Eileen Bucks in this pretty shitty 1 o'clock game. I don't think anybody's going to have this one on the card, but I think it's going to be a one-score game, and I think that, that's got to sway to the to the veteran Bucks' favor at home. Another matchup going to be an interesting one coming into Sunday there, one o'clock. Another one I don't know to take anything on, but yeah, probably won't be on my card. Let's keep moving. Seahawks and Lions in Detroit. Detroit's the favorite here, minus five and a half points. Their money line sitting at minus two twenty, and uh, Seahawks money line at plus one eighty four. Total sitting at an even forty seven. The Lions uh, striking at those Chiefs last week, getting a win. Seahawks getting a loss. Huff, why don't you get us rolling here on this matchup? Yeah, I'm all over the Lions here. I really like them in this spot. I'm not sold on anything that Seattle's cooking up right now. That that loss that they had last weekend uh, to an L.A. Rams team that I kind of said could be pesky this year. So I'm uh, not saying I didn't see that coming. It's a divisional game. I know they kind of looked very bad, but they started out the game pretty good. Uh, Gino got pressured early by Aaron Donald. We saw that meme of him screaming, oh, my God, whenever he saw him coming down the middle. But um, I don't know. I'm not too big on these Seahawks this year. I think they this line is uh, right in, in, uh, in a really good spot for the Lions. I, I like to get them by the six points to win or more. Uh, I'm going to take the Lions minus five and a half. Uh, this one's such a tough game for me. I keep swaying both sides. And I like that money line or the plus six with the uh, – Seahawks, that's what I've been seeing it at. I think they have to bounce back after a tough game against the Rams. I don't think they're a good team. I don't think they're going to go back to the playoffs. But I think that that Lions team is going to be riding high after that that Chiefs game. That's what they're preparing for all summer. And I think this one's going to be tight, and Geno Smith and Co. could get the job done in Detroit. I expect a high-scoring affair. I think these two teams matched up last year, if I'm not wrong. Um, if not, they, they, they were similar games for the Lions last year. I could see... Uh, and over in this one for sure. I think uh, it's going to be high-flying for two mid-grade quarterbacks. Ace, I'm pretty much seeing this game the same way you are. I'm actually kind of leaning Seahawks on this one. 
I think Pete Carroll makes a lot of adjustments in this week two game. That you know that team came out last year with no expectations, and they came off a nice week one win and kind of rode that momentum the entire year. It's a different team this year, uh, different expectations. You come off a nice or a pretty tough week one loss, and you gotta you, you gotta bounce back here on the road. Lions the entire offseason were just focused on one game, one one player, Pat Mahomes, and they got the job done. They did what they needed to do, but they never even thought to look past this, past that week to look at the Seahawks. So. Um, I'm going to take Pete Carroll here and take the Seahawks plus six, but I think it's going to be a really good game. I think the Lions are, like you said, Ace, Lions are riding high right now, coming off uh, beating the Chiefs week one on Thursday night football. So uh, give me the Seahawks here. Plus how six. much belief does, I like that take, Mac. I agree completely. I, how much how much uh, faith do you have in this Lions team if they can beat the Seahawks here? Does that, does that build the hype for you at all? Uh, if it's a seven-point game, I mean, they'll... they'll the line makers got it pretty much right, but if they win by 14, 15 points, I'm going to say this team's definitely one to be reckoned with, and they can finish with at least 12 wins this year in that week division. So um, we'll, we'll have to see how this week goes. You can't overreact after week one. Nice week one win. Uh, no Kelsey late, so that, that brings in a, a big factor in that game. But if they can blow out a, a Seahawks team who really isn't bad this week, uh, back-to-back weeks, two big two big wins. They're definitely one that I could that I would uh, be worried about. Yeah, you know what? Um, that Lions team, though, I'm so excited to watch when Jameer Gibbs can break out and they can give him a full workload because everybody's waiting for that in the Chiefs game. And when he touched the ball, he looked great. Um, I know DeMott's going to play in that Jamal Williams role and get into the end zone and whatnot. But I, I want to see Jameer Gibbs with the ball. He looks like a good player, very flashy. Um so it's an exciting team to watch. Like I said all year, I'm not high on the Lions, but I think they're going to be must-see TV all year. Yeah, you got to feed you got to feed Jameer Gibbs. Six points is a lot for Pete Carroll, though. I, I, I like that a lot. It's a very interesting line to me. It definitely popped out at me. I was like, it could be a card it's moving, consideration. It's moving down, too. It started at 6.5. I'm seeing 5.5 now. Um Alrighty, guys, let's keep moving here. Another 1 o'clock matchup in Buffalo. The Las Vegas Raiders and the Buffalo Bills. Bills are the favorite here. Nine and a half points. Their money line sitting at minus 450. Raiders money line plus 350. Total sitting at 47. Yet again here. Raiders with a win last week. Bills with a loss. Trends I got here. The total has gone over in five out of Vegas's last five games against Buffalo. And Buffalo is 12-2 and straight up in their last 14 games at home. The question is, do you like the Bills with the spread here? Mackie, why don't you get us started? Yeah, I definitely, I cannot bet on a Bills team like that that played that bad on Monday night in a 9.5 point spread against a team that had a nice game last week. Jimmy Garoppolo and that team looked really nice. And, you know, with the guy who turned, turned the ball over four times last week, you're going to have Max Crosby breathing down your neck every single snap. He's going to want to get rid of that ball. He's going to make some bad decisions, or he's just going to take a few sacks, which he's not a very prone quarterback to taking sacks because of how big he is. But you know, the, the media's on him right now, and he knows it, and he knows how much he turns the ball over. He's going to be very weary of that, and I, I think he can have a pretty tough week with all the with Max Crosby breathing down his neck. He's going to get to him every single time, and when he doesn't get to him, he's going to make sure he goes out of his way to get in his ear. So um, I, I definitely lean Raiders plus 9.5. I like Jimmy Garoppolo's game. Very confident. Uh, him and Devontae Adams have a nice connection over there. You could see uh, as they were driving downfield, he had one red zone interception that was a tip ball, but it, it, they probably should have 
won by more than one point against uh, the Broncos last week. So I kind of like this Raiders team. I'm gonna, I, I like them plus nine and a half. Might not be in the card, but uh, just because going into Buffalo is pretty tough. But I, I do, re- I do really like that line for the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, you're saying a lot of good things about the Raiders that I agree with, but I got to think this is a get-right game for Josh Allen. Um, weak defense here. He's got to get back to form. I'm not going to touch this game at all. Weird spread. I definitely think the Bills win this week, but I think Josh Allen has a good day. I think I could see him putting up two or three touchdowns, maybe running one in himself as well. Definitely 300-plus against this uh, weak Raiders defense, and uh, I could see both teams at one-on-one at the end of this week, but... I don't think I'm touching either side of the spread. Yeah, I was going to say, I wish this was like a six and a half, but obviously it's nine and a half for a reason because I like the Bills, but uh, I'm not going to take a nine and a half point spread. I said it last week. I'm not not normally all over those. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to jump at this one either, uh, but I do lean on the Bills here. I like the, I like the Bills. It's a definition of a get-right game if you're Josh Allen and the Bills. You guys said it. Yeah, definitely a get-right game for sure. Nine and a half points is a lot. Not sure what I think about that one. Next game here, Chargers and Titans in Tennessee. Chargers are the favorite here, minus three. Their money line sitting at minus 154. Titans money line plus 130. And the total sitting at 45. No losses for both teams here in week one. Let's see what trends I got. The Chargers, 12-2 and two straight up in its last 14 games against Tennessee. 7-3 and three against the spread in their last 10 games on the road. And the total's gone under in 11 of Tennessee's last 13 games at home. Ace, why don't you get us started on this one? Titans and Chargers in Nashville. This is my play of the week, I think. Chargers minus three. I think they're going to smoke them. Uh, they're going to put up way too many points. They're going to bounce back after a tough, tough loss last week um, where their team played well. I like all the weapons they got. Going to see uh, Austin Eckler get in the end zone again. I just think that this Chargers team is actually a very good team. Um, upper echelon of wild card contenders. Maybe they could push the Chiefs for the division, but I don't know about you guys, but I'm loving minus three going down to Tennessee. Yeah, I like it. It's kind of giving me the same vibes that Saints minus three did last week against the same Titans team. And if Mike Rabel's down four points, he will kick a field goal uh, because he doesn't care about winning the game, I guess. He just cares about covering a fucking spread. He, so, yeah, he knew what the spread was. Yeah, believe me, the, uh, uh, that was the worst, the most annoying beat I've had, I had in week one, that Saints minus three. I'm getting the same vibes from this one. But, yeah, give me the Chargers minus three for all the reasons you said. I think, I think the Chargers bounce back big here. Yeah, feed me Titans plus three and the money line. Trap game of the week, in my opinion. I think the public is going to be all over the Chargers. And like we said, Brandon Staley running that Chargers defense, going to be terrible. We saw it last week. Tua picked him apart. And guess what? Justin Herbert still cannot win a big game. Um, This is definitely one that he can win. Don't get me wrong. He probably should win it, but... You know, I, I, everything I've said about this guy has been has, has been true, and everyone wants to shit on me for it, but, you know, it, it's the way it goes. It's the way it always has gone, and until he proves me wrong, he's not going to go into any anywhere, and I'm not going to take him against the Titans plus, or minus three on the road after he can't win it. He, he can't win a big game. He can't do it. The numbers are all there. He puts up the numbers. He makes it He makes it look good like it's not his fault, but again, week in, week, or year in, year out, he loses football games, so... Feed me Derrick Henry against that against that defense, the weak defense that's supposed to be so good. Got t- picked apart last week. Um, 
Derrick Henry's going to run all over him, 200-plus yards, give me Titans plus three and on the money line. They just duked it out with one of the best teams that we pegged to win the AFC East this year. I mean, I don't know how you're acting like that two is a bad quarterback. He's like a dark Who's horse that? MVP candidate. I'm getting say picked that. apart by Tua. By they, got Tua. Pi- they got picked apart. But that that's, the, that's like, the best that receiving defense. core in the NFL. doesn't matter. You go up 38 points. You're not one of the best defenses in the league in week one. No, I don't think they're the best at all, but I'm just saying like they're, that's, they, that's a, that's a tough draw. As, they're looked at as a top seven defense, I'd say, and that's definitely nothing yeah, that I, that I saw seven. in that game. I'd say they're like 10 to 12. Mm, I don't know. It's close, but... I, you yeah. know what? You're, you're very right with your take, though, about the big games for Justin Herbert, but I just don't see this as a big game. I see this as a game oh, where, not, where the I, charges I over, roll. I could see them win 34 to 13. Like I over-exaggerated. If, not a big game at all. Definitely one that he can go in and win, but I, I can't bet on this Chargers team. This Titans team kind of surprised me as well. They're more well-rounded than I thought they were, and that Saints team is also pretty good, but... Um, they stay in games. They stay close in games, and this is definitely one where the public's going to be all over on the Chargers. So, uh, for that reason, I also lean the Titans. But you're going to take I, it I, though? No, I didn't say. I was, uh, yeah, yeah. I pot. Eh, I don't know. You it's said plus three and money line. Yeah. Well, if I'm going to take the if I'm going to take the plus three, I'm going to take the money line. <laughs> but uh, I I'm definitely leaning to put this on my card. It's not a lock on my card yet. But, That's uh, crazy. I feel like I, they should I, be I getting six and a half. Yeah, you think so, right? So does everyone else. I know, and it does scream trap game. That's a good point. But, like, you you say it yourself, big games. But, like, look at Justin Herbert's career. What What is he going? He's always got double-digit wins, right? Like, he rolls in a lot of games, and this is one of those games where I think he just has, like, a Justin Herbert day. Like, he's still a great quarterback. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Brandon Staley, just, come on, man. I love so this he, minus three. This is, like, my favorite play of the week, maybe. I think Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, like they're gonna Austin have Eckler a big might day. be out. Oh really? I think the, but still, Josh Kelly yeah. went off last week. Yeah, if Eckler's you, out. I don't like <laughs> this game as much. I, I that might make me switch here because I, uh, I think this could be a big Derrick Henry get day as well. I think there's a good chance he is out too. I just don't it's think not. they can contain that Justin Herbert offense. I mean, they scored 35 points last week. Did you do you watch the Titans game? It was a struggle to put numbers on the board. Against the Saints yeah, but the defense. defense. The defense looked pretty good. Saints defense is good. Yeah, but how much better is the, the Chargers offense than the Saints offense? M- millions yeah, times. Yeah. It, no, okay, don't don't get ahead of yourself there. It's not millions times. But the, the Saints look really bad. The, the Chargers are scoring at will. That's a new quarterback and a new team. I, I give yeah, them – they still picked up a win. No, they yeah, all, no, no. I'm not trying to bash the Saints, but I just think the Chargers are that good on offense. I think they're like a top No, I see what you mean. I'm just so I, sick of hearing how good this Chargers team is, and they and they just constantly lose games. But like, that's a good just, matchup. We're super high on the Dolphins. Like they're good. I don't think the Chargers okay, what are about, Super Bowl. What a, I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. I think they're. I think the Chargers are just just above the Patriots and Steelers in the AFC. That's where I put them. Like they're just. They just have just, a way better quarterback than both of them. And I think I like the Patriots and Steelers when they play them too. Like I'd probably take them. I think they beat them. But like where you put them every year is net ranking. Like they, the Chargers are a type of team that beat the shit out of bad teams but maybe the titans aren't a bad team because mike vrabel doesn't coach bad teams i don't think the titans are as bad as we really thought they were i think they're a little more well-rounded ryan Tannehill's still in there he's he not bad it's the, games. it's the same team Mackie, we were talking about that when we it's always the, the same team D-hop, i was like i was kind of over impre- there too this i was kind of under the impression that it was malik willis and it's ryan Tannehill. and you add d hop i don't i wasn't big on that signing i'm still not 
The offensive but, line is belittled a little. That's the only yeah, difference. It has. And Derrick no, it Henry has. is not affected by that. <laughs> I don't. I just don't believe in that defense at all. He didn't times. get in last week, Mackey. Yeah, he still put up the yards, didn't he? I think he only had like, I don't know. Actually, I'm not sure. I don't want to quote myself. That Saints defense is a lot better than that Chargers defense, though, too. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. It's definitely. I could definitely be 100% wrong on this, but. Um, yeah, this I might just totally stay away from this game. This does seem like a weird fucking line. I bet you you see at least eighty percent of the Chargers. Definitely got to keep an eye on that money there. If there's a lot of money on those Chargers, still, I'm not touching them. But going to be an interesting matchup. And now a message from one of our partners. Hey, hey Matt. Hey, how's it going, Bella? Pretty good. Have you great. heard of the Black Lake and Collective podcast? I have not. Could you tell me more about them? They sound great and hilarious. Yes, it's about three guys that just shoot the crap and just hang out. Oh, that sounds like what them. I'd like to do in my spare time. Just oh, hang yeah. out with three dudes I've never met before. That's right. And they make well, noises all the time. Where can I hear these geniuses of men with huge penises? I don't know. I think we've gone over 30 seconds. Doesn't matter. <laughs> just say <laughs> the fucking website. <laughs> Let's keep it going. Colts and Texans in Houston. The, the Colts are the favorite here, just minus one. Their money line, minus 126. Texans money line at plus 106. And the total at 40 even. Kind of kind of low there for the week here. Both these teams getting a loss last week. The only trend I got here, the total has gone under in six out of the Colts' last seven games when playing the Texans. So going to be a... Low game as the oh the total already suggests. Mackie, why don't you get us rolling here? What do you think? Yeah, two rookie quarterbacks going up against each other. You're going to see one of them get their first win here, which is pretty cool. Um, I like both these quarterbacks. I'm definitely higher on Anthony Richardson. I think the Colts are also a better, better team. They put up a fight last week against one of the best teams in the league, the Jaguars. Jaguars, late, late, or late game touchdown, uh, put them over the spread. They won by 10, but... Anthony Richardson was knocking on the door or final two minutes on the 10-yard line. Couldn't get into the end zone to cover that spread. I missed out on that one. But this Colts team was in that game against one of the best teams in the AFC, in the league, uh, in a divisional matchup. And they're in another another divisional matchup this week. So I do lean Colts in this one. Not crazy. I do kind of like C.J. Stroud. I think the Texans didn't really do well last week, but they put up a good enough fight against the Ravens. They had no real expectations going into that game. But, um... I'm not going to take a play here, but I do lean the Colts and Anthony Richardson. Yeah, Mackie, I agree with you exactly. The first thing I think of when you see this game is people probably think it's gross, but this is a good game to watch. I think this screams like good game on on Sunday. Like we're probably you'll probably throw in a parlay of some sort. I'm sure you guys touch like every game through a long shot or something. So I know that I'll have the Colts and something like that. But um, on a card, I don't think I'm going to play anything big on them at all. Um, not super high on them. But I think they do get the job done. I think Anthony Richardson has a good game, but I think Stroud does too. I think it would be a high-scoring game maybe. I could see like 24-21 and a last possession kind of wins type thing. But I think the Colts get the job done. Anthony Richardson showed me enough um, to encourage me to buy in for this week. Yeah, I don't have much of an opinion on this game. Uh, like Ace said, I think this could be kind of back and forth. I definitely could see the Texans steal this game. So um, I'm going to stay away from this one, especially we saw Anthony Richardson look like he got a little banged up at the end of last week. So if they keep using him like that, uh, we'll have to see how durable he is out there. But um, yeah, I, I'm definitely not sold on going Colts this week. So uh, stay tuned. I don't know. I might might throw something on this card, but 
Um, yeah, I definitely lean on the Colts here, but don't hate the Texans. Good, good stuff, boys. Let's jump into uh, one of the matchups we'll be talking about on our Sunday live stream, live at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. The Ravens and the Bengals. Bengals at home and favorited, minus three. Their money line at minus 166. Ravens money line plus 140. The total at 46 and a half. The trends I got here. Ravens 19-4-1 against the spread in their last 24 games as the underdog. The under is 12-2 in Cincinnati's last 14 games played in September. And the under is 15-6 in Baltimore's last 21 games. So Bengals not winning last week. Ravens getting the dub. Who wants to get us rolling on this one without no big hoss to get us rolling on this one? Who wants to get us rolling? Yeah, I mean, I can get us going on this one. This is a this is definitely one of the games of the week. One of the ones you're going to want to watch. How is Joe Burrow and that Bengals offense going to going to bounce back after a 24 to three loss to the Browns? Uh, two divisional games in a row. You can't, going on the road, losing to the Browns 24 three. Uh, I think Joe Burrow had 81 passing yards. Absolutely nothing going. Didn't even look like he wanted to play football. But uh, you got to wonder how they're going to bounce back. I do like them to bounce back this week. You're at home in another divisional game. You cannot start in the division 0-2, especially this division. And um, I, I just I, I think Joe Burrow is still top two quarterback in the league, and he has all the weapons. Um, you have you have a night you have Lamar Jackson on the other side, who also didn't have one of the best weeks last week. Got the job done against a pretty weak team, but um, you're di- these divisional games you gotta win the home games. And uh, I don't really love the three and a half points, especially with the hook, but I, I think the Bengals get the job done at least. Yeah, Mackie, this is going to be a good one, like you said. Um, I don't know how Joe Barrow and the Bengals are going to get bounced back. He really showed a lot of rust of not playing in the preseason and coming off that injury. Um, getting shut out, or not shut out, but shut down by that uh, Browns team last week. I'm not too high on those Browns. Great pick by you, but uh, I what, didn't see that coming. But now it makes me kind of worried against the, the Ravens. And I know they didn't play very well last week against the Texans, still won in a careless game. But uh, their defense is... Pretty tough that Roquan Smith guy number zero on the other side of the ball. Players finally wearing zero. He looks pretty good out there. He could be one of the best linebackers in the league. Um, Lamar Jackson, I expect him to play better than he did last week. Interested to see how they handle the reps at running back. I know they have Melvin Gordon on the roster, but I'm leaning Ravens here. Um, I think Joe Barrow is getting another week to shake the rust off, but uh, this will be a fun one to watch. I, I like the Ravens to win this one outright, though. Yeah, I, I'm looking right now at the spread. I think it's uh, Bengals minus three, minus 120 on FanDuel. So if I can get the minus three, I like the Bengals here. Um, definitely lean on, like Mackie said, I like a bounce back game from Burrow. Uh, I think they get right at home. It's a one o'clock game, divisional game. Um, yeah, I, I definitely lean Bengals. I also like the game to go under. Uh, so the 46 and a half, I like the under, and I like the Bengals minus three. I like the under as well. Alrighty, boys, let's jump into our last 1 o'clock matchup here. Another one we're going to talk about on our live stream. The Chiefs and the Jaguars in Jacksonville. The Chiefs are the favorite. Minus 3.5, their money line minus 180. The Jags money line plus 152 and the total at 51.5. The Jags getting the win last week, but the Chiefs falling short to those Lions. The trends I got here. Jags have lost 7 in a row straight up versus Kansas City. Their last win was November 8th, 2009. 
so many, many years ago. Over 15-6 and six in Kansas City's last 21 games on the road, and the Chiefs are 19-5 and five straight up in their, pa- 20, in their past 24 conference games, but are 3-12 and 12 against the spread in their last 15 versus the AFC. What do we see happening here, our final 1 o'clock matchup? All right, yeah, that's fine. I can start us out here. So, obviously, I, th- I think Kelsey's playing in this game. Uh, Kel- Chiefs are everyone's looking for a bounce-back game from the Chiefs. Uh, the Jaguars' offense, in my opinion, looked pretty good last week. I know that was a cold scene that a lot of people were overlooking. They have a really good defense. I like the Jaguars here in this spot. Give me the three-and-a-half points, though. I'm going to take it so they can lose by the hook. We saw that good game that the, the Jaguars went into Kansas City last year. Um, I think that Trevor Lawrence gets some revenge here. Could even win this game, but I'm going to take the three points with the Jaguars. This is my prime teaser opportunity of the week. I'm going to probably tease them, but I like the Jaguars plus three and a half as far as as far as far of spread uh, to give you a pick right now. Yeah, I mean, Huff, I like that pick. I think it's going to be a great game, and whatever side uh, covers the spread is going to have to do it late in the game. Um, I think it's going to be a tight one throughout, but I think if Kelsey plays, that's a big if. Um, I think they can win this one. I know he looks like he's going to play, but... I think they'll keep it safe with Travis Kelsey still potentially another week. I hope he's in there, though. Um, I'm I'm going to lean towards those Chiefs, though. The Super Bowl champions of last year, I think they get this one done. I like them on the money line here, um, but if you got a minus three by that half point, then it's not a bad one to grab. Um, I think I don't think they start off 0-2, and uh, Trevor Lawrence will find his wins in throughout the rest of the year. Expect him to have a good day, though. I think he continues a case for a dark horse MVP alongside Tua. The play I like almost just as much as the Jaguars is the over in this game. This is kind of like how I felt or how Jesse What's was saying. What's it at again? 51.5 on FanDuel. I, I like think it a lot. Find 51, so uh, I think I'm going to be on that over as well. Is Chris Jones ever going to play football? Yeah, He's I signed. think he is. He's oh, oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Good point, good point. We should have announced that as some big news. That is some big news. But, um, yeah, I like the Chiefs to get this one done. Mackie, who are you leaning with? Jags? Chiefs? Are you with me or I Hawk? really don't. I don't really love a play on this one. I've got obviously the big question is eighty seven gonna 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 uh suit up, but um if he doesn't, I g I gotta lean Jags here because that offense just did not look anything like that normal offense usually does um last week against the Lions. They were just they were stagnant the entire time. They didn't never really got a flow going. Pat Mahomes never looked comfortable, he didn't have a safety blanket. So uh, a lot of question marks in that offense and and I, I like you guys just said, uh Chris Jones signed that big contract. You're going to have him back on the defensive side of the field. But Trevor Lawrence looked really good last week against pretty good Colts defense, like like you said, it or Huff. So um, I don't really, I don't love either side here. I lean the points for the home team, but you you know, Pat Mahomes starting 0-2 is it's like seeing a unicorn. I really don't think it's going to happen. So um, I'm not going to have a play here. Don't really lean on the over or under either, but uh, just just for the just for the sake of it, I'll go Jags plus three and a half by the extra half point. Good stuff there to start off our four o'clock or to finish off our one o'clock slate. Let's jump into our four o'clock slate, starting off with the San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams. The 49ers, the favorite here, they're giving them eight points. The money line at minus 340, Rams money line plus 275, total sitting at an even 45. Both these teams getting a win last week in week one. Here are the trends I got. Rams, 19-4 straight up in their last 23 games played in September. 49ers, 12-0 straight up run as the favorite. 49ers, 10-2 against the spread in their past 12 games. 
Rams 13-3 against the spread in their last 16 games against the 49ers, including in the 0-7 against the spread streak. Mackie, start us off. Battle of California here, 49ers and Rams. Yeah, battle of the NFC West as well. Um, two plays here. I like the under, and I like the Rams plus eight points. I think it's too many points for a team that just proved last week that they can get right back to where they were two years ago. Maybe not right back to where they were, but there's definitely still showing signs of it. Aaron Donald, we saw Geno Smith shit his pants when he was coming running at him. Uh, Matt Stafford, hell of a game, putting up 30 points. Um, this Rams team is definitely good, and they're getting disrespected with an eight-point line. I know the Niners are one of the best teams in the league, if not the best team in the league, but uh, it's going to be more of a defensive game. You're going to see a lot of uh, both sides. Def- defense is going to be showing up. I, I, I think eight points is way too much in a divisional game for a home team who just had a 17-point win against another divisional team on the road. So I, I love the Rams plus eight here. I, th- um, I think it's pretty disrespectful, but... Um, I like the under as well a lot. I, another divisional game under where um, two defensive-minded teams. Brock Purdy's going to get his, I think. Not enough, though. Cl- give me a close game. Rams plus eight. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's just going to be a close game and eight points. And, I mean, that's as big as, as many points as you can get in one possession. So give me that all day. I like the Rams with the points. Uh, another great tease opportunity. You can get them at, like, fucking 14 and a half. That's great if you ask me. I do also like the under, and when you get an under game and eight points, yeah, I'll take that every day. Um, I, I, I'm all over the Rams here. I did see a stat that was pretty cool. This, the Brock Purdy and Matt Stafford matchup uh, this Sunday will be the first ever number one overall pick versus a Mr. Irrelevant quarterback in, in <laughs> NFL history. That's pretty cool. I didn't know Matt Stafford was number one overall. Go dogs. Yes, the, the Lions tanked for him. Yeah, I mean, let's think about this, though. The Pittsburgh Steelers are a much better team than the Los Angeles Rams. And I know you're saying it's a lot of points, but like maybe I shouldn't overthink this one. I should just cards Niners minus eight this week just to ride with how good I think they are. Um, I know it's a divisional game, and shout out to the Rams. I think they played great. I think they could finish higher. They could finish two or three in the in the division this year. Um, good coach out there. But uh, I don't know. Why would I overthink this? I mean, they just decimated the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the, you know how much better the Steelers are than the um, Los Angeles Rams. I, I like really to go think back. So? Yeah, I really. I do. was gonna say, as a Steelers fan, as like, a Steelers fan, I don't even think Huff thinks that. I, really? I, I think this Rams team is like very similar to us, but in the NFC. No, they just I have an old so. veteran quarterback. We have a young quarterback. I don't like their running game. I don't like their wide receivers. The Steel- I don't like their. Defense I don't love the Steelers running game. The Steelers <laughs> all around are, def- are probably definitely a better team. If you put Matthew Stafford yeah. on that on that yeah. Steelers team, they're a way better team than the than the Rams, vice versa. And but Aaron Donald. They, I want Aaron Donald too. But they ha- they have Matthew Stafford and the and <laughs> Steelers have Kenny Pickett. So yeah, I'm just not gonna overthink it though. I'm gonna rock with the minus eight. You might see it on my card. Honestly, it's a lot of points. Um, maybe if I do a teaser. I could get one with the Seahawks and the Niners. That wouldn't be a bad play. I think either way, yeah. This I think either way you can tease this game and win. Yeah, yeah. Because if you can get points for that many, but like the thing is, I'm nervous betting. I'm nervous taking points against the San Francisco 49ers. I'm not gonna do that. I, I'm I'm advising our listeners. I wouldn't. That's not a safe play. That's not a good team to do it against. Um, I know it's a lot of points, but I don't know. I I, I don't like this that much. I think this Niners team. I talked about them earlier. They're one of the best teams in the league. Uh, how are you going to stop them? How are they going to score? I mean, that O line for the Rams is is not too special. So, I don't know. I know it's Neither divisional is that defense, huh? 
Neither is the rest of that defense behind Aaron Donald. So you need Aaron Donald to have a pretty big game. With the best O-line, one of the best O-lines in football, too, the Niners have. You double-team Aaron Donald. I don't really know how they're going to stop him. Um, and Christian McCaffrey, like that guy, when he's healthy, how good is he? Behind a great O-line, too. Great offensive play caller. It's it's insane to watch. Um, I think they put up a big number again. I don't think the Rams can keep pace. I like the Niners minus eight here. All righty, let's show, just go a little bit south there to Arizona. The Giants and the Cardinals, another 4 o'clock matchup here. Giants, the favorite in Arizona, minus 6. Their money line, minus 235. Cardinals, plus 194. Total, 39.5. Both these teams getting a loss last week. Trends I got. Giants, 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six games on the road. The total has gone under in five out of Arizona's last six games against the Giants. And the Cardinals are 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six against the Giants. Some interesting trends there favoring the under and each team getting a little bit of action there. Curious to hear what you guys think this game in Arizona. Ace, why don't you get us rolling? I, I hate the New York Giants, but I don't think they're going to lose to the Arizona Cardinals. You guys... Imagine losing by 40 points, then going on the road and being six-point favorites next week. Yeah, but that's this is the worst team in the NFL. What's their win total at? It's like an all-time low, right? I think it's three and a half. I definitely could see the Cardinals cover the spread. I could see the Cardinals winning outright after that yeah. performance. No, no, I don't think so. No, I, I really don't. don't. I, I, you, I think that the, you think the commanders are better than the Giants? No. The Commanders played god-awful, too. Did you watch that game? They were begging to lose that game, and the Cardinals couldn't do anything. Yeah, I definitely really won't take team. this. This is the snooze fest of the week. Yeah, I think Saquon Barkley finds pay dirt, though, for sure. I think I'd he does stay for away sure. From this game. I would lean the points for, car- for, for the Cardinals. I wouldn't. Home and the Giants I'm not taking the Cardinals all year in anything. Week. I'm really not. I don't believe in that team at all. I don't like what they have at quarterback. Maybe when Kyler Murray comes back. But, um, yeah, literally, I was watching that Commanders game. My brother had him in a knockout pool. We were watching the game. And I was wanted the Cardinals to win so bad. So many chances to sell that game. And they just they just couldn't take it. They just kept giving it to Sam Howell and the Commanders. I like the Giants here. I'm not taking the points, though. Like I said, it's a lot of points. But I think Saquon gets back in the end zone this week. You got to think too. They got to score, right? They're they're, they're blue balled all all week by the uh, Dallas Cowboys. They got to be ready to roll. They got to be pissed. They're going. Isn't this is this game's in Arizona, right? Yes. They're going to be going into Arizona pissed off, ready to kick the shit out of the Arizona Cardinals. I think. Definitely staying away from this. That's all I could say. Going to be an interesting one there in Arizona. Another one, not sure what to think. A lot of these um, just mysterious games coming into week two, I think. But this next one, another interesting one. I didn't realize the spread was this high. The Jets and the Cowboys in Dallas. Cowboys are the favorite here. Minus nine and a half. Their money line sitting at minus 510. The Jets plus 390. And the total sitting at 38 and a half. Both teams getting a win last week. Jets just squeaking out. But the Cowboys just putting on a show against those Giants. Trends I got. Cowboys 16 and 5 straight up in their last 21 games as the favorite under 11 and 2 in the Jets last 13 games including 6 in a row. Cowboys winning 8 straight at home and they're 8 and 2 against the spread in their last 10 games in week 2. Mackie, your Cowboys 
Take it away. Yeah, this sucks because this was supposed to be such a good game. Dak Prescott versus Aaron Rodgers, two pretty powerhouse teams coming into the season, but uh, obviously we know what happened to Aaron Rodgers last week. So now we're seeing a nine and a half point spread instead of a two and a half. Um, I don't know. I don't. I I could I could definitely see that Jets defense giving D- Dak Prescott and that off uh, that Cowboys offense a really hard time. I think it's definitely going to be more defensive. Jets are not going to get much going on offense at all. Uh, I, anything I'd look into a team total under for them, but nine and a half points is way too much, and it's very easily coverable. Dak could have a bad game. Cow- Cowboys offense could just not be clicking. The offensive line could be off. Um, a lot of things can go wrong in this game. I don't like a nine and a half point spread ever, but I lean an under and I leave a jet and I lean a Jets team total under. Um, but Cowboys should definitely get the job done and go to two and zero this week. Yeah, I'm all over the under in this game. Um, that's, that's the play I like. I, I definitely want to, I want to take the jets with the points so fucking bad, but I'm going to be so pissed if Zach Wilson throws like three interceptions and I'm going to be like, why the fuck did you trust this team? But it's mainly because of that defense. I think that defense is able to keep it low scoring and nine and a half points in a low scoring game. Like I, I do think Dak has his problems with this defense. I also think Zach Wilson has his problems with the Cowboys defenses or with the Cowboys defense. So I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and take the under. Yeah, that's just so many points. It's so many points to, like, take. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys like to do weird shit at weird times. So, like, I don't know if I'm taking nine and a half points for sure. That that Jets defense is kind of scary. I like the underplay by you guys. I'm personally not going to do it. But um, I think I'm going to go with, uh, I don't know, maybe a team. It's not a great play I love. I'm not touching this game. The Cowboys are going to win this game. And it's going to be kind of an ugly one, I think, because both defenses are good. Dak Prescott will throw his first interception of the year, I believe. But I still think the Cowboys have their way with them. I don't know about 10, though. It's it's such a hard thing to do. Um, Dak's not throwing any picks. Yeah, okay. Now he's going to throw a lot. Um, I like the Cowboys team, though. I like them a lot. Still think they're going to win the division, get another win here, add the Jets notch onto the belt. But uh, I don't know. Not touch. I don't have as much confidence in them as I do the Niners yet. So it's a tougher draw as well. So, um, yeah, I'm staying away here, sadly. All righty, boys. Let's jump into our final 4 o'clock matchup before we jump into these Sunday and Monday primetime matchups. The Commanders and the Broncos in Denver. Denver, the favorite, minus three and a half. Their money line, minus 180. Commander's money line at plus 152 in the total at 38 and a half. Broncos not able to get it done last week, but the Commanders did. No trends for me on this one. Huff, why don't you start us off here? Broncos at home. Yeah, obviously, I was big, I'm was big on these Broncos coming into this year. Uh, they did not cover for Mackey last week in that spot against the Raiders. Uh, tough division, yeah. I was gonna say a tough divisional matchup for them there. Uh, new look team. I think they bounce back here. I'm gonna take them with the points. Um, I'm probably don't know if you'll see this officially on my card, but as far as what's going on with Washington Commanders, I definitely lean on Denver to get a, a, a win here at home. I like them with the three points. Uh, three and a half is what I'm seeing, so I guess I gotta settle for the three and a half. Maybe even buy it the three. Um, but yeah, I, I I like or I like Denver to get back on track here and. Uh, cover the spread um i'm just not i'm not betting on this game i don't like the commanders that broncos team so unproven sean payton you're a piece of shit talking all this shit about nathaniel hackett can't get the job done and you blow that game a divisional game at home against the worst team in your fucking division oh it gets me so mad i thought they had that locked in 
But, you know, Sean Payton's a phony. He's a phony motherfucker. He thinks he can get the job done with Russell Wilson. He did the same exact thing Nathaniel Hackett did. Boils my blood, but I'm not, I, I can't bet on this Broncos team until they've proven themselves even a little. Uh, just two bad teams here, in my opinion. I lean under. Neither team can really put the points up on the board. That's a charge take from Mackey on the Denver Broncos. I think you're the only person that cares about that team more than Huff's fandom form. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I Lost mean, me money. what a bunch of losers going in there and losing to the to Las Vegas, Ra- Vegas Raiders. Um, I mean, divisional matchup, so it's a lot tighter than you think, but... I expect a lot more out of it. I think, Mac, you said it in one of our group chats the other day, the Broncos aren't winning shit this year. I really don't think they are. Um, I think they're going to stick around in a lot more games. They're not going to be laughable like they were last year, but I don't think they're going to be very strong. I honestly think that the Commanders can steal this one um, just solely based off that defense, but I'm not sold on them either. I think it's a low-scoring game. I like both quarterbacks to throw a pick. But uh, Russ started out hot last week, and then he kind of simmered off, so... I don't know. As I think about it, maybe the Broncos. I'm not touching this game either. I think it's going to be a, the ugliest one of the 4 o'clock slate. Expect a lot of turnovers from both sides, a lot of sacks. But um, maybe the upset by the Commanders. Why not? I just I hope Nathaniel Hackett was sitting there laughing his ass off watching them blow it after all the shit he's heard from Sean Payton, all the shit he's, he's just taken in from this team. Um, granted, he had a terrible year last year, but... You know, maybe the coach isn't the problem. I, I think Russ, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of buying into the fact that Russ is not uh, ever going to be like he was in Seattle. Sorry, Huff, that might get you a little, a little rattled. Huff, do you enjoy watching him nowadays? I He's didn't not even the same that, player. You can't. I didn't even he, watch that Broncos game. Yeah, no, I, I didn't much either. Much better games on during that slate. I actually lie. I did watch whenever the the play I needed for that parlay. I hit so in the order of those three legs, Hunter Henry scored first. Once Hunter Henry scored, I was like, I already had the Packers game on, so I was like, all right, fuck, now I got to turn on this Broncos Remember game. Remember when Jones like, literally got hurt too? Yeah. I'm like, I, so the Broncos are driving on the field before half. Russ looked good in this, like you said, in the first half to start the game. Right before half. Goes down the goal line, pointing to fucking Cortland Sutton, whips one of his chest, scores. I'm going nuts. I'm like, all right, Ross, let's let's see what we can do here. And then I just kept checking the score the rest of the second half. Didn't watch the game. I'm like, yep, blew it. That's that's what he's done in Denver. He just can't seem to find something there. Yeah, I know. It's it's crazy. You should go I to mean, the Jets. I I remember watching the um the stat cast at the bottom of the game, about on the screen during the games while I was watching the Pats. I think I saw Russ was like. 19 of 22 or something like that. I was like, damn, Russ is cooking. And then next thing I know, they're losing Jacoby Myers and Patriots South down there for the Raiders. Yeah, terrible. Blew another game. Had it in the bag. Definitely a more solid 4 o'clock slate there. Some good games that I'm excited for. But let's jump into this Sunday primetime matchup. The Dolphins at the New England Patriots. Dolphins the favorite here, going into Foxborough at minus three. Their money line sitting at minus 152. Patriots money line at plus 128. Total at 46 and a half. Dolphins getting the win. Patriots were not able to. Here are the trends I got. Patriots 1-11 straight up in their last 12 games as the underdog. 2-10 against the spread, but they're 12-2 straight up in their last 14 games at home against Miami. Overs 8-1 in Miami's last nine games on the road. 
Dolphins 15-5-1 against the spread in their last 21 divisional games. Let's send it over. New England correspondent Ace Ventura. What do you got for us, Ace? Home in Foxborough. Yeah, another home game here and another spotlight game. Had the Eagles last week. Now you get the primetime game against that hot, hot Dolphins team. But uh, I don't think anybody's going to be agreeing with me. I think the Patriots here on the money line, you might even see it on my card for that game. Um, I think if they're going to stick around in this division and they showed they could against a better team in the Eagles last week, then they have to win one of these home games here. Um, hopefully Huff can get bought into taking them at home again. But I know the Patriots are going to split with the Dolphins. They do it almost every year, and they always like to lose in, in South Beach down in Miami. So I think the Patriots get the job done here. Um, I like our matchups with this team. Uh, we have the cornerbacks that can match up with these talented, speedy receivers. We have fast, talented corners. We have guys that can get after two with that weak O-line. We saw the pressure they put on Jalen Hurts behind that stellar O-line. What do you think they're going to do to Tua Tagovailoa? I'm be surprised if he doesn't take a few snaps off. Um, on the other side of the ball, Patriots going to have to get the job done again. Going to have to put points up. So it's going to be a tight one. It's going to be a good matchup here on Sunday Night Football. Shout out the schedule makers. Giving us great primetime games throughout. Uh, two more this week that we've already talked about. So I like the Pats on the money line here. Um, surprised me last week. I think we get Devontae Parker back too. Got to use those tight ends and hopefully the Mondre gets going as well. Mac, you want to go here? Yeah, um, this... Uh, I think I feel like there's going to be a lot of money on the Dolphins here, but it's a trap I'm definitely going to fall into. Um, that offense is just way too good. And like you said, you said you have the corners to match up with those speedy receivers. There isn't a corner in the league that can match up with Tyreek Hill. He can do whatever he wants. He's the quickest receiver in the league, most agile. And two is going to find him enough on this field. You took him over six and a half uh, catches last week for a reason because he gets his catches, he gets his touches, and he's the fastest player in the league. Um Problem is, Patriots have to win their home games. You have a tough loss against the Eagles last week at home. You're in a divisional matchup here against the Dolphins. You, like you said, they like to split with the Dolphins. If they're gonna, this is a game that they that they could win. It's it's a game they kind of need to win. You can't start zero and two with two home home losses. But like I said, I didn't think the Patriots are gonna be this that good at this year anyway. I think they'll keep it respectable. But I like the Dolphins to cover three three points here. Could get could get uh could get away from them towards the end of the game. The one thing that I did like in that game that I was just looking at and I kind of zoned out there, um, The I think I, it's tough to say because I want to say it's a high-scoring game because uh, I do think the Patriots are able to hang in this, but then part of me thinks it's going to be low-scoring. I, I I do think it's going to be tough for the Patriots to start 0-2 at home. Um, I'm hoping to have a teaser with the Patriots as one of the last legs in it to maybe get them like maybe a three-leg teaser, get them with like nine, ten points is a last leg on Sunday Night Football, but I do not love this original spread at three. Um, I don't necessarily have a play on this one. I do like the one thing I was going to say is the Mackie brought up is you took the over six and a half catches on him last week. I think I might have to take that this week. That seems like uh, Tua just all default looks at him every single play. So Could it be um, a higher line this week, I bet. Yeah, it'll be seven or eight. It might be even eight. Yeah, but one thing, are you guys going to be shocked if the Patriots win this game? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's a divisional game. Yeah. It's a divisional game, and the Patriots just proved that they, they could do it with one of the best teams in the how league. Good, said, how good are I the Dolphins? I, I have the Dolphins to win the division. I have two as a dark horse MVP, but how good is this team? They're good. They're they're very good. Um, the defense is going to have to keep up with the offense a little more because they're going to be on the field a lot, that fast-paced offense. You're going to give the defense a lot of time to uh, have to be out in that field. But 
it's not there's not many offenses in this league that can keep up with that offense. So the defense, defense has holes stops. though. Tua is making passes that we have never seen him make before. That game-winning touchdown, absolute dot, just dropped it in there. I think it was Tyreek Hill. Didn't have to do abs- Didn't have to do anything. He caught it in the. How pocket. do you How do you think they fare against the the good defenses though? You were saying how mid that Chargers defense is. How do you think they fare against the top end defense with good pressure? Because we know that O line's weak. We're gonna have to see Tua scrambling. He's had his injuries in the past. He's not gonna take a hit. So uh, we're gonna have to see that pass rush for the Patriots. It's gonna be interesting. Definitely, I think it could be definitely a slow start. Eight, uh, Huff, you lean that under, maybe the first half under your play of the of every week. I probably I probably could in this one. I think it could start slow, uh, but like you said, the the Dolphins' offense is scary to take an over under on, in my opinion. It's a divisional matchup, prime time. The Patriots are home. It would not surprise me at all if the Patriots ended up winning this game. I just uh, I I'm so high on this on this Dolphins team. I've been going thirteen and four this year. One of the losses definitely not being to the Patriots. Sunday prime time matchup Dolphins and Patriots in Foxborough. We'll be talking about that on our live stream Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Like I keep saying, let's jump into these Monday games. The New England Patriots. Oh my gosh, what did I just say? New England Patriots. Huh. New Orleans Saints at the Carolina Panthers. Saints, the favorites here in, Car- in Charlotte. Minus three here for the Saints. Their money line, minus 178. And the total sitting at 39.5. Panthers money line plus 150. Saints winning their game last week, but the Panthers were not able to. Trends I got here under 15 and 5 in the past 20 meetings between these clubs. Under is 10 and 1 in New England's last 11 games. Saints are 1 and 10 against the spread in their last 11 games played in week two. And the Panthers are 8 and 3 against the spread in their last 11 games as the underdog. Trends are leaning Panthers and the under. What do you guys got here? Monday night matchup. We're talking about it a little early, but we'll be talking about them here on uh, releasing on Monday morning for those games. What do you think? I'm back. I'm back to defend these New Orleans Saints. Uh, I'm doubling down with them minus three here. I, I think it is a lower scoring game. It's a divisional matchup. I usually like taking the the underdog with the points. I have nothing good to say about this Panthers team. I think the that was a slow start for New Orleans. Derek Carr looked really good in my opinion for what they asked him to do. They weren't really unleashing him too much. He was kind of doing what the offensive coordinators was telling him, which I like. They have another week with Jamal Williams there on offense. That defense looked a little slow to start, but they got their turnovers, and they obviously only let up 15 points, didn't let up a touchdown all game. I'm all over the New Orleans Saints in this game. Give me the Saints minus three. I definitely lean Saints as well, but that's not my play here. My play is definitely the under. That Saints defense is stellar. Bryce Young can't get anything going with that with that Panthers offense. Um, Panthers defense isn't terrible either. Brian Boyle on that side, like, they, like you said, we don't have J.C. Horn, but Derek Carr in that new offense has not looked very stable. They haven't looked very comfortable. Um, they have a lot more things to work out. It's a, a divisional matchup. You're going on the road, prime time. So I don't love the three points. I absolutely love the under. I think this game very low scoring. One team could even the losing team should probably be single digits, um, and I don't think it's going to be a blowout either. So uh, I love the under. What is it, thirty nine and a half? Mm hmm. Yeah, um, feed me that under. It's probably going to be on my card. Yeah, I mean, I, I I like the Saints here, minus three. I'm with Hoff. I'm running it back this week. Don't like anything about that Panthers team, literally at all. I know their defense defense has some pieces, 
But um, I don't know how they're going to score. And that Saints defense is for real. I think they, they held a better Tennessee offense down. So uh, you might see Saints th- minus three on my card. Actually, you definitely will. I'm going to take that this week. I like Derek Carr and Co. to go 2-0 and on their way to winning the NFC South. Good stuff, boys. Let's move into this second Monday primetime matchup. Cleveland Browns, Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. Browns are the favorite here, two and a half points for them. Their money line minus 126. Steelers money line plus 108. The total at 38 and a half. Browns able to get it done last week. Steelers just getting pumped by the 49ers. But here are the trends I got. Steelers 20 and 1 straight up in their last 21 Monday home games. Browns 1 and 19 straight up in their last 20 games at Pittsburgh. So a lot of uh, history between the clubs. Under 7-1 in Cleveland's last eight games. Under 10-3 in Pittsburgh's last 13 games at home. Trends are leaning Steelers in the under. What are we thinking here, Huff? Get us started. At home, you're going to this matchup. Yeah, I will be in attendance for this one. Monday Night Football, Pittsburgh, uh, Cleveland. This can be a big divisional matchup. Steelers obviously looked bad last week. Uh, Browns, the exact opposite of an absolute trouncing of the a division favorite Bengals coming into Pittsburgh here as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, me going to the game, I'm obviously going to be on my Steelers. I do think it's a lower-scoring game. I like the under and the other play that I like that I want to get out there since uh, there's going to be no Fryermuth and I'll be in attendance. You know i got to take a first touchdown. I'm going to go with my boy Pickens uh, to get his first touchdown of the year and get in the end zone. I'll probably do the first team just in case. I like the insurance with that because I uh, cashed that first team with the Steelers last week when the fucking score was like, 17 nothing, and I'm still rooting for a touchdown just like at crazy odds so I mean the only touchdown of the game if you took them anytime it was what plus 370 Jesse and I, it was the only touchdown I got it plus 650 so yep. it's like it's the same exact thing it's just you get the better odds I know you take the chance with it but give me George Pickens first team touchdown Steelers money line and the under probably the first half under yeah um what did I say about Deshaun Watson I've been saying it all offseason I said it uh, going into week one, I liked the Browns. I took the Browns, and uh, Deshaun Watson looked absolutely stellar. Threw an interception, tipped ball, not really his fault. Kind of a bad throw, but uh, is what it is. But this offense, absolutely rolling. Probably could have put up more points, but it was a rainy game. Not a lot of uh, fast-paced offense going on either side. Nick Chubb fumbled in the red zone at one point. Easily could have been a touchdown. Put up 31 points if, if they scored there. Um, that looks a lot worse than... 31-3 looks a lot worse than 24-3 against, the, like you said, the division favorites in the Bengals before the season started. So I'm really high on this Browns team, but that, with that being said, going into Pittsburgh on Monday night is not easy at all, so I probably won't have a play on this game. I like the under. The Pittsburgh Steelers defense is going to have a good game. Sean Watson with the spotlight on him might be a little worse than he was last week, but um, I'm not going to lean on, on Steelers at all. I definitely lean Browns minus 2.5. Uh, Steelers and Kenny Pickett really have to show me something before I can actually lean on that team and bet on that team. But um, I'm not going to have a play on the Browns. I like the under, might have a play there, but um, this should be a really, really good NFC or AFC North matchup on a Monday night game. Yeah, I'm going to ride with the uh, Steelers money line here, I believe. I like I like them to get the job done. I'm not high on this uh 
Browns team, and Huff was talking me into it at the beginning of the pod. It's a Monday night. I know you were saying it the other day, what, they got Renegade playing against the Niners. You're all hyped up because it was week one, but the yeah, San Francisco this... 49ers team is fucking legit. And that was Sunday at 1 o'clock. Monday at 8 o'clock against the Cleveland Browns divisional matchup in Pittsburgh. They'll little brother them once again. I think that defense is going to eat. That's going to be a slow, low-scoring game. Um, going to be a three-point game either way, but I think that the Steelers can get this one done. I'll buy into the hype here. Um, I know everybody else was on it last week, but I'm on it here. Great matchup for them at home, I think. I think Kenny Pickett can get going with those weapons against that weak secondary. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I think they they have a better chance than the Bengals did last week. All righty, boys. Good stuff. I mean, we got lots to look forward to here in week two as we we wind up all of our games here to review our live stream there on Sunday. That's all we got from week two, I think. Anything else to add before we continue into some MLB and college football? Alrighty, let's jump into some MLB. That season's still, you know, full steam ahead here as we approach the playoffs. Our power rankings for this week coming in at number five, the Houston Astros. Number four, the Tampa Bay Rays. Number three, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Two, the Baltimore Orioles. And one, the Atlanta Braves. Pretty solid list there. Astros in there at number five. What are you guys thinking? Yeah, Ace, we've been calling for these Astros to get in here, and there, here they are. I think the only the only way is up from here for this Houston team, and uh, they're they're catching fire at the right time. About time they've gotten into this ranking. We've been waiting for it all year. Maybe they can win the division. Maybe they can win the World Series. Who knows? Um, yeah, MLB getting good. Playoffs around the corner. Uh, just got to wait out this kind of uh, boring time in the MLB, in my opinion. I know the NL East. Uh, or NL wild cards heating up a bit, but um, yeah, get me to the playoffs and get those Astros there as well. Yeah, it's definitely the period where like you pay no attention to baseball until playoffs come around because you have other sports, but playoff baseball is still pretty electric. Oh, absolutely. Monday night football or a NLDS game? See, what I gotta value to? I gotta value Monday Night Football a little more, but you can't pass up an NLDS game. NLDS, yeah, it's it's not a bad one, but I I'm going about NL, okay NLCS. NLC if it's championship series, you're watching. No, I'm I'm still taking Monday Night Football. It's too valuable. You gotta you gotta take in all these Monday Night. I games fucking for, love football. Give me the football yeah. every time. But I'll <laughs> yeah. definitely check in during the commercials in the half. That's why I do the two TVs. So you you gotta have two screens. I do, I do, but I don't know if I'm doing it for. A, for a baseball game, I really don't. Uh, if it's if it's a NLCS or a, if it's probably a playoff baseball game, yeah, I'd do the. That's for sure on the second screen. If it's a Monday night game, and there's only one game on, one football game on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. What about what about next week? How there's two Monday night football games going on at the same time, and then they have they have a wild card MLB. I won't even be able to. I won't even be able to watch that Saints game. I'll be no, but I'm saying hypothetically. Oh yeah. Uh what are you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm playing both football games on TV. It's a, it's a, it depends if I what I bet. If I bet on that baseball game, I'm probably putting on the baseball game. Uh, I'm putting on the two football easy. I'm probably I'm putting on one football game to stay, and then I'm flipping back and forth in the other team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, dude, I love playoffs. Nothing beats playoffs. Any sport, I don't care what it is. No, I know. I love baseball, too, but I, I'm just saying I fucking am hyped about football right now. Like, I am high on football. But, like, you're telling me you're taking a fucking Monday night Panthers-Bucks. 
NFC South matchup over. No, I'd flip. I'd flip. Braves, I'd Dodgers, flip NL championship. But I'm, I'm, I'm definitely watching a good amount of the football game. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not neglecting the football game, and I'm probably throwing money on it too. I'd have an under so I can watch the baseball. Day you game see me with a pr- without a prime time play is the day I'm dead. Alrighty, boys. One last point here in the MLB. Texas Rangers star pitcher Max Scherzer expected to miss the rest of the season with a strained Terry's major. It is unlikely he will be back for the playoffs. So big loss there for the Rangers. Uh, Mackie, I believe, shown us this here today. Mackie's heard about this one. Ha ha! Bitch ass. Now, I don't like to see anyone go down, but you gotta laugh at this. Come on, this is. I'm not laughing at this. this Him is and the girl both get hurt. You guys, so you guys mad. see Frank? You guys see Frank the Tank react to this? He just starts cracking up. It's the best thing ever. But uh, yeah, you hate to see a guy go down like this. The Rangers might have missed the playoffs to begin with in the first place, so it might not even have to be a problem for Max Scherzer to uh, to rehab that whatever the hell a Tebis is. What the fuck is that? Adolis Garcia getting knocked out is another big blow for the Rangers. Um. They need to get to full strength, but... Yeah. You don't think this is funny at all? Not even a little? No, as a Mets I, fan, I'm not, I, I don't like this Met, this Rangers team to begin with too much, so... No, but Mets, I, I would have liked to have seen Scherzer pitch. As a Mets fan, it's absolutely hilarious. Because he shit on us when he left, so... Yeah, know, I know, I know, I know. It is, it is fucked. He's like, I want to go play for a contender just to get injured. Like, what are you going to yeah, do? Yeah, and, 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 and have a 4-0 URA. Joey Lucchesi season. All righty. Let's jump into some college football here before we get going. Uh, how do you say his name again, Huff? Shadir? Shadur? Shadur Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes picked up another win this past weekend and will move to be 2-0 and on the season. It's Colorado University. Their minus 2.5 took down Nebraska 36-14. to should do through for 393 yards, two touchdowns, and added a touchdown on the ground. College game day will be in Colorado this weekend for Colorado versus Colorado State. Can the Buffs move to 3-0 before heading to Oregon next weekend? And another question I have, the sports books are catching on. How many points are they going to be You know, this weekend? What, what are we thinking? College football. I, I said it last week. I said I don't care how much of the public is on this team. They are too good. Uh, that they Dion has this team too ready each week. I don't know what the line is on this Colorado State game, but I don't know if I'll be taking it this week. The one I have my eyes on next week is when they're a big underdog against Oregon. Um, I'm definitely taking them the point with the points in that game. I don't know about the money line, but um, th- this Colorado team just continues to prove people wrong. I'm not saying they were proving anyone wrong as they were favored in that game at a home spot against a Nebraska team that struggled week one. Um, but I think Shadur Sanders continues to just have a great season. He adds a rushing touchdown on the ground, now has seven touchdowns in the air. He's just putting up a really good case for him to have, a, honestly, a Heisman season. I hate to say that, but, like, I don't hate to say that because, like, I did see this coming with all the hype for Colorado, but um, I, I, they're must-see TV every week. I said it last week and the week before. Um, I, I think college game day got it right going there this week. There's not too many great games. Um, obviously our West Virginia Mountaineers have a big one this week, but they haven't done anything to deserve college game day in the past two years. So, um, I think there's a reason they skipped over, uh, Morgantown this week. Yeah, this Colorado team. I think, I think Vegas took their biggest loss maybe ever on Saturday with Colorado covering the spread 
Um, I think they had 90% of the money on them, and 25% of all of the college football bets were on this game. So that's just an absurd amount of money on Colorado to cover, and they did it. Uh, this is the next best thing in college football. Probably the best story since Johnny Menzel, in my opinion. Obviously, there's a few of them along the way that, that are close, but um, I'm going to give it to them. The Dion effect, man. Uh, it's real. It's real. I like this Colorado team. It's going to be interesting to see that spread next week against Oregon because they go into Oregon, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be... They're uh, 20 and a half point dogs right now, or at least they were last week before they beat Nebraska. Oh, uh, yeah, you're going to... I think you could see it down to maybe like 14. Dude, I, I seriously think they can win the game. Like, I'm not even kidding. Can't count them out, right? That's the only thing that scares me is like 90 fucking percent of Americans think of the same way I am, but like, I truly think they can win the game. Alrighty, let's keep going. Number 11, Texas takes down number three, Alabama, in Tuscaloosa by a score of 34 to 24 this past weekend. Texas came into the game as a seven point underdog. Quinn Ewers, Ewers can add his name to the list of quarterbacks that have gone into Tuscaloosa and taken down a top five ranked Alabama team. Impressive feat. Them just being on top year after year. Mackie, Huff, what are you guys thinking about this one? I think, Al- I think Alabama's dead. Um, I don't think it's the same Alabama as what we grew up watching our whole life. I think this team is a lot different. The organization's a lot different. I think Georgia is the big brother of the SEC now. Obviously, it's easy to say with the back-to-back national titles, but it's just year in and year out now. We're seeing Alabama just lose games. I'm not not overlooking a number 11 Alexis team or Texas team with Quinn Ewers, but it's last year, the Tennessee game. Last year, the Texas game. Uh, year before, I forget who they lost to in the SEC, but they just continue to lose games, and now they're they're losing these games in their home field, and that used to be unheard of. Uh, five years ago, this Alabama team is a 20-point favorite against Texas, but Texas's program has gotten a lot better, and I think Alabama's on the other way. I'm not big on this Alabama team They're probably the rest of this year. I'm not really – I hate to overreact here but because um, they get fucking some cupcake this week, but um, I, I, I really don't think this Alabama team is anything special. I I think that's a crazy statement to say that Alabama's done for. Um, you got to remember, two years ago, three years ago, right before Georgia went on this little run, they did win a national championship. So um, definitely, they're not LSU, going anywhere. LSU. No, they won the year before. Alabama won t- 2020. It was the COVID year. Okay, yeah, you're right. COVID year. I forgot about that one. I mean, they might have a, d- a down year this year just because they can't really figure it out at quarterback. They don't really know. I don't think either quarterback they go with is really the answer, but... This, this organization isn't going anywhere, and they still get the top best recruits. Um, this Texas team's really good. Quinn Ewers is very good. Um, this The whole entire team is built pretty well. You know how hard it is to go into Alabama and win a game by double digits? Uh, it says a lot. That's why Texas is up to number four at this point in the AP poll. But uh, Alabama's not going anywhere. They might not be the powerhouse this year that they've always been. I think if Nick Saban can figure it out at quarterback, maybe go with that Buckner's guy, I think his name is, from uh, Notre Dame. If mm-hmm. they can get uh maybe they get him in there, he can roll something with them. But this Alabama, I this team is definitely not done for the the years to come. They're they're still going to be in the conversation. Um, just, I uh, it's just a really good Texas team this year. They might actually finally be back. We got another good week of college football coming up. Let's review the AP top ten coming into this week. Alabama sticking around in the top 10, coming in at 10. Nine, Notre Dame. Eight, Washington. Seven, Penn State. Six, Ohio State. Five, Southern Cal. Four, Texas. 
three Florida State, two Michigan, and one still at the top, Georgia. Any comments on that before we look ahead at this weekend? Look at Ohio um, State for- just keeps falling after the winning games just keep falling. Obviously, they're not putting the performances that they should, but. I was going to say Penn State and Washington haven't moved. Uh, Washington did after the first week, I think, but Penn State's consistently been sitting there at seven. I like this top four. I'm not big on this Texas team still. Um, I think they'll find somewhere to slip up, but um, I guess they've just beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa. You have every reason to be high about them, so uh, I guess they got it right, so we'll see what happens. I mean, um, everyone's still the only the only one-loss team in the top 15 is – or no, LSU has a loss. So LSU and Alabama are the only two top team, or the only two teams in the top fifteen with a loss. Um, actually, in the whole top twenty-five with a loss. Huff, That's let's crazy. uh, let's give a way too early college football playoff prediction. I think Florida State's a lock for it. I really think that their their game to win was LSU. I like Florida State a lot. I, I don't think they're going anywhere. They get Boston College this week, Clemson next week, Virginia Tech, Syracuse, Duke, Wake Forest, Pitt, Miami, North Alabama, and Florida. The only other ranked games are Duke and Miami. And Duke, you know. I mean, they're. Yeah. And both are home games. Both are in Florida State. I think Florida State's a lock for the, for the college football playoff. I think that was their big game to win. Um, I like Florida State and. Really, it's going to come down to probably those that USC, like I said, I, I think Texas might lose one, but this could be their year. So a lot of people are saying this is Texas' year because that could Texas stay there. But um, I think it's between Texas, USC. I like Penn State, dude. I like Penn State. I really think that they could they could surprise people and slide into that number four spot. Yeah, I was But it's gonna not say, going to be until they beat Ohio State or Michigan. I was going to say, I think the winner of that Michigan-Penn uh, State game is going to come out of the Big Ten and represent – in the college football playoff, one of the two. Um, I think USC is going to get in. I think Caleb Williams is on a new level this year. Defense hasn't been tested yet. They will. But it doesn't really matter. Caleb Williams is putting up five touchdowns a game. Um, his performances are absolutely ridiculous. So give me USC to get in. Give me either one of Michigan and uh, Michigan and Penn State to get in. Give me Georgia. And give me Florida State as well. I think Florida State gets in that cupcake schedule in the ACC. Especially with Clemson being who they are. Yeah, yeah. God damn, they're just... They're not it this year. Davos Yeah, there's not even even too many good games this weekend. Like, these three that I pulled here for us to look at, like uh, Jesse's Penn State Nittany Lions at Illinois, just a Big Ten matchup. I like Penn State with the points there. 14 and a half there for Penn State. Yeah, I didn't look too much into that game. I do like Penn State to cover that. Uh, could be a lower-scoring game. Um, then we have number 11, Tennessee, a six-and-a-half-point favorite at Florida. Uh, and then, obviously, Pitt at West Virginia, the backyard brawl. It's an even-money line. Um, I, I like West Virginia to get the job done. I'm not sold on Pitt, that loss that they had last week uh, on their home turf against Cincinnati. I think West Virginia is able to get the job done in the prime time in a big matchup, but I also would be so West Virginia to let Pitt come in there and just fucking kill us. I know it would be. Yeah, I think it'll be a close game. I mean, uh, they had them last year, and I think this team is pretty similar to last year. But uh, it fell apart, obviously, in Pittsburgh. So, you know, West Virginia's got to defend home court in the backyard brawl. To the rest of this world, this is not a very big game at all, but 
you guys all know, I know that this is a huge game for the West Virginia community and obviously Pitt too. You got to defend home court. Yep, I couldn't agree more. I like I like West Virginia. I'll pro- I'll, def- I'll probably bet on West Virginia in this game for sure. Alrighty, boys, good stuff. College football going to be a great weekend ahead. NFL week two in the uh, we're ready to rumble. Week one in the books. Week two is up this weekend. Lots to look forward to. Our Sunday live stream, 10 a.m. Uh, on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, Rumble, Twitter, all over the place. We want to see you guys in the chat. Make sure to like, subscribe to those. Check us out on all our social medias. But that's everything I have this week, week two of the NFL. Anything else to add, boys? Yeah, that's going to do it for me this week. Uh, like you said, week two. We'll see you guys Sunday morning for the for the stream. Yeah, hype for the stream this week was a good one last week. Some good games going, so be on the lookout for that.